0: Oh, I had mine, too. I had a very nice call, as a matter of fact. Me, a too. Very, uh, cordial farewell. Yes,
1: me, too. Bye, Greg. I was suspended one last time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it was very cordial, and you know when what? you got four minutes, you might uh, have that chance. You know what? The guy took good care of me when all said and done. I have no yeah. complaint. And well, I thank him mostly for uh, you know
0: letting me be here and adding years to my life. Yep. Which, by the way, you'll be pleased to know my blood pressure is excellent, 111 over 66. I'm not going to die, contrary to the wishes of many of the Ojan oh provocateurs
1: out there. You know, you know. by the way, who's here? I'm no Ariel Sharon, yes? Eddie Kay. It's, uh, Eddie? I, I thought Eddie Kay was like Count Dracula, you know, yeah. that Renfield goes and opens well, up it the casket. a cloudy day because if it's six sun was o'clock on and
0: he could never be there.
1: Yeah, exactly. That is amazing. Hey, I want to say a word, and I know you've talked about him a little bit, Chuck Zink. Passed yeah, away. What a shame. What yeah. a good guy. What a nice... He and I played golf together frequently. We were good friends for a long, long time. And and he had a good sense of humor. Oh, too. yeah. He was... he was a lot of fun to be around. Yeah. And everybody knew him. You know, I mm-hmm. I, I once was... Uh, he was going up to New York for a muscular dystrophy association. He was a national vice chairman, and I was on the flight with him. And everybody came up and said hello to him as Skipper yeah. Chuck, you know, and he never right. minded that. I don't think anybody didn't like Skipper Chuck. Yep. So... Anyway, Just one, one me. thought
0: on last night's uh, game, by the way. It was an un- unbelievable game. It was great. Unbelievable. I think uh, Texas deserved to win and USC deserved to lose. Because USC, really, in the first half, they could have put that game away. They exactly. Kept, they, they kept driving down the field and driving right down, and then did some bonehead thing yeah, like exactly. that, Like Reggie Bush with that stupid lateral. Yep. I mean,
1: give me a break. And how he couldn't can... make a fourth and one.
0: Yeah, they, and not only then. Then he goes for it on fourth and two, which yeah. I thought
1: Pete Carroll got our coach,
0: which is why they lost the game there. At I the thought end, so, every... too. The defense yeah, the... they
1: were in at the end of the game. Yeah,
0: and ba- basically what he was saying is, I don't want to give them back the ball because I don't think we can stop that. Them, and instead of backing him up, maybe inside their own 10-yard line, you know, he gives him the ball almost in midfield, like on a 42-yard line, and that was the end of that. But I'll tell you, that Vince Young, I've never seen anybody like him. They, they just couldn't tackle him. They, couldn't, they just couldn't bring him down. Yep. He's great. I, I've
1: never seen anything like that. No, I enjoyed even it. Even on uh, that fourth down play, you knew he was going to get in there. You just knew it. Yep. Yeah, and, and everybody knew it, but Southern Cal, who for some reason... Had everybody back in the end zone, didn't protect right. their outside. Exactly. And that's was where Carroll, yeah. who's supposed to be a all defensive guy. All they had guy, to do is
0: knock him out of bounds, you know, just have anybody over on that side knock him yeah. out, but uh, there was nobody near him. All there you had to do, game. you know what,
1: all they had to do to prepare for that game was to watch the way the pros play against Michael Vick. Yeah. And they and I'm surprised Carroll didn't do that. Well, he but, went out, coach. But yeah. it was still a phenomenal game. Yes, it was. <laughs> Particularly if you had the over. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again. Uh, What a degenerate. By the way, one thing, uh, uh, the uh, Minnesota Vikings, uh, their three guys have been uh, Dante Culpepper, Smoot, and uh, Bryant McKinney, all charged with misdemeanor. Oh, yeah, and their running back, Mo Williams. Mo? There you go.
0: Oh, and I'm sure that Mo will be
1: in this meeting today. Yeah, I haven't seen him. Is he here? Not here yet. Really? Yeah. What a shame. I'll let you know. Okay, let me know about Mo. Yeah.
0: Mo we'll and come Eddie. back and I'll come back and
1: is going to be there. Eddie K is here. He's got dark glasses on, and he can barely squinting through them. Yeah, I don't blame him. And you're smart enough. And to there's no racing not today.
0: Not to be there during the daytime. No, but I got a great that Herald article about Gulfstream. It was really amusing. In fact, I even I even printed that out if I have time to get to it. It was. Did you see it?
1: I have not seen the hair. I saw all the, the, the old
0: cockers there at Gulfstream. It was pretty funny. I'll
1: read it. Yeah. Anyway, i got to run. In fact, one of the guys' name was, I think, Irving Goldberg. No relation. Well, you never know. I might well, be uh, distant different relative. Different Alta Cocker. Don't say that. He <laughs> might have a lot of money. You never know.
0: Different Alta Cocker, Goldberg. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, enjoy the meeting and give everybody a big kiss for me.
1: I will. I'll just tell him. Neil says, hey. And tell Greg thanks for the meeting. Or I'll say, since you're in Canada, Neil says, hey. Yeah. Okay. How's it going, eh? See ya. Yeah, you too. Bye. a is the New
2: South Barber. Aruba, Aruba, on the TV-tuba. Aruba, Aruba, every day on the news-up. Aruba, Aruba, for
3: headlines about Aruba. Aruba, Aruba, Aruba useful sublifusion. Terry Shiloh time. Q. And rose under investigation now. Info that you must not know, and so the Iron Curtain must come down. You apathetic wolves, cover up ten lies. He picked you off right before your eyes. I wonder how you react when you discover you need real me. That's something else you're not going to. and treason, war without a reason. Bolton and Abrams, Grove and Negroponte. Traitors and criminal, liars who do things that they don't want you to know. One day you'll wake up and see your freedoms go For the ultimate
4: reality show
3: Let's get back to Aruba, 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 Aruba. Uruja, Aruba, Aruba,
2: Aruba, 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 no
0: more Yeah, what would uh, Rita Cosby do, poor Rita, if we didn't have Urupa. the chicken Aruba and uh, the coal miners, huh? No, she's fat. I was just uh, seeing a picture of her. Oh yeah, she's fat career. and got no a idea. fat head, fat head. So they have her wear scarves a lot of time, try to cover up the fact she's got that fat right. neck and turtle neck. Yeah. Keep your chins up, Rita. Don't worry about those numbers. She's disgusting. She's just nauseating. And she can't speak. But other than that, what a great... I'll I'll tell you who I really like, and I should have mentioned it to the Humper, but we didn't have time, is Keith Olbermann. I'm liking him more and more. He's got a good show. All right. Nobody watches MSNBC, but uh, of anybody they got on there, he's uh, pretty good. But, of course, you don't even know who that is. No, I don't. I bet you Josh knew who that is because of the sports factor. Right. He was on SportsCenter. Josh, who picked uh, Texas to win yesterday, and we congratulate him on a magnificent pick. But, nevertheless, like I said, USC should have blown him out in the first half. They just... They just kept doing stupid things, man. They just they mismanaged, and they deserved to lose. Texas deserved to win, and USC deserved to lose, and that's the way it was. That is correct. But that was a phenomenal game, Boy. Awesome. Oh, and what else, don't let me forget tomorrow, because we'll have more time with the Humper. Keith Jackson was so bad last night that I feel bad for him. That, that's how bad he was. Well, that's what happens when you call, like, two games a year. Well, not only that, but when you get to be 100 years old, I mean, there comes a point when you just hang it up and say, you know, I, I always liked Keith Jackson. He was fun. He had that uh, drawl and the whole deal. He was okay. But he, he needed a compass and a roadmap last night. Evidently, the ABC couldn't afford one. He had no idea what was going on. No, he didn't. Uh, you were just
5: listening, and you were saying O'Neilly. Oh,
0: yeah, exactly. O- O'Neilly. He was uh, not good. But at any rate, the game was great. and even, even his horrendous performance couldn't detract from that. Well, I don't want to detract from your enjoyment of this great Thursday, but five U.S. soldiers were killed when a roadside bomb hit their vehicle while on patrol in Baghdad today, and another two American soldiers were killed by a roadside bomb near Najaf. So that's seven more today. Police had earlier said that only two civilians were killed in Najaf, but come to find out, two American soldiers as well. Before we go to uh, Skipper Chuck, that's uh, really sad. Yeah, it is. See, what I tell you about the good people, although Mm -hmm. 80 isn't exactly young, but, uh, you know... For him, it was young, and the good people by you, and of course that fat Ariel Sharon. Have another cheeseburger, Ariel. By the way, nobody told him it was trafe. Not that he would care, I guess. I guess you're not one of those people that's real careful about your culinary uh, enterprises. He, he didn't have that look about him. I, I told you they they actually gave the after he had the first stroke a couple of weeks ago. They gave the rundown on what he had for dinner the night before. They weren't joking about the hamburgers and lamb chops and the uh, beef kebab. And a couple of other things, followed by two huge servings of chocolate cake. Cake. In fact, there he is right now. Look at that. I mean, when you're 77 years old and you weigh 700 pounds, uh, it shouldn't come as any surprise. And then they were joking about, uh, in between the two strokes, uh, about, oh, well, his doctor told him to go on a diet. And he's going, ha, 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 yeah, like that. Yup, yup, yup. Won't see him no more. He's still alive, though, for anybody that's, uh, like, glued to that, Ariel Sharon. Old, fat Jew. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Oh, and I got a great story about a pizza thief. That's what I want to do before I do Skipper Chuck and the polls and all that stuff. Nothing worse than a pizza thief, you know what? Do, 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 do. Remember that song by Gary Lewis and the Playboys, Everybody Loves a Clown? Right. Well, everybody hates a pizza thief. Kansas City, Missouri. A man apparently uh, looking for free lunch was arrested for allegedly assaulting a pizza delivery man. I can only think of two pizza thieves, and one would go, well, Lionel Tate, right? That's right. Slimy Lionel. And then, of course, uh, that other one. Police say Virgil Dennis ordered three pies from Pizza Hut at lunchtime Tuesday and gave the address of a vacant apartment downstairs from his own. When the driver arrived, authorities 30, say, 22-year-old Dennis pressed a knife against the delivery man's neck and demanded the pizzas. The crime was reported... <laughs> he didn't want money, he just wanted a pie, that's all. The crime was reported and police traced the number Dennis provided the Pizza Hut to an apartment two floors up from the one where the pies were delivered. He was real clever. When officers arrived there, they said a young man and woman opened the door holding a small girl who was eating a slice of pizza. That was our first clue, said Officer George Springer, who is almost as good as Sherlock Holmes. Officers said they found Dennis hiding in a bathroom. room. While police waited for an officer to return with a delivery driver to identify his as assailant, Dennis bolted from the apartment barefoot, handcuffs still dangling on one wrist. This guy jumps across about six different balconies, scales down the second floor, said Officer Darren Snap. After a brief struggle in the parking lot, police got him under control. The driver identified Dennis as the thief, as the pizza thief. Jackson County prosecutors charged Dennis with first-degree robbery, armed criminal action. Police returned the uneaten slices to Pizza Hut, which they probably put on their uh, buffet later on. I would imagine. They returned the uneaten slices to Pizza Hut? I mean, come on. Cracker, please. A little bit silly? A little bit. Well... Okay, let's do the poll result from yesterday, and then uh, poor Skipper Chuck, we, uh, it's uh, really tragic. Yep. And Ariel Sharon, well, that's uh, more expected, I would think. You know, when you weigh, like I said, 2,000 pounds, and you're 77 years old and you can barely walk, uh, that, that doesn't bode well for a, lo- for a long help, ha- ha- whatever. Here's our poll yesterday. We took th- 1,377 votes, and then I sneaked the other one in there last night when they least expected. I like doing that, because when you come up with another poll and Eric gets it on there real quick, why not, you know? Right. Neil Rogers is very entertaining, 509 out of 1,377. A voice of reason, 296.
1: Absolutely.
0: A genius, 155. A fat old fag, 147. Absolutely. God, 106. A panic, 67. Stale, Absolutely. 48. Divisive, 16. The Antichrist, 15. Boring and a bigot, only nine apiece. Out of 1,377 votes. Well, at least we're not boring on this show anyway, okay? One thing to be at stale, least. but even stale can be, like, tasty if you're really hungry. Like crackers? Right. Like the old matzah, man. Sla- just slob a little butter on that thing and uh, some salt, and you'd be amazed at uh, how when you're really desperate, down and out. Your day's coming for that. What, to be desperate? No, I've yeah, been there, done that. That's what I mean, like tomorrow. Skipper Chuck 80 dies following a stroke. Boy. There is a guy, I mean, talk about local broadcasting legends. Right. How many local broadcasting legends would you say there have been in radio and TV? I'd say... From this town? Rick Shaw. Yeah, right. in South Florida. Rick Shaw. Okay. Ralph Redneck. Mm-hmm. Skipper Chuck. Right. Bob Weaver. Okay.
6: How about John Hambrick? Does he qualify?
0: No. Okay. He wasn't there long enough. All right. It was good. It was very good. Probably the best news anchor we ever had, but not there long enough. And now they're... You know, You're not going to be too many legends now because they're there, like, for about five minutes. Oh, you'll never guess who was um, doing the news at noon one of the days I was there. (laughs) On Channel 4. That could give you a little (laughs) clue. Cackling, puking, Angela Ray. And I thought, hey, things uh, are just as bad as ever. Anyway, Chuck D. Zink. No, remember the remote we did? uh, Actually, Rick, yeah, I guess we did one there, too. But Rick and Suds were on doing a remote from someplace. Where was that in the grove or somewhere? Uh, I don't know. You were there. I was. And Skipper Chuck was one of the guests. Then I wasn't there. And I was there, and I guess I had done my show there, and they were like uh, doing the afternoon still at that point. And Skipper Chuck was there, and I was like giving a couple of raspberries, you know. And uh, he he had a good sense of humor. He was fun. Mm-hmm. Didn't take himself too seriously. Good guy. There's nothing worse than somebody who takes himself doi, 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 doi. too seriously. Absolutely. Chuck D. Zink, known to hundreds of thousands of South Florida baby boom kids as Skipper Chuck, had, uh, has wished his fans peace, love, and happiness for the last time. Zink, 80, has died at a Boca Hospice following a stroke. A lifelong entertainer, Zink was best known for the, as the spirited host of the Popeye Playhouse, morning children's show on the old WTVJ for nearly a quarter of a century, from 57 to 79. At one point, the waiting list to be one of the 30 to 35 kids who got to enjoy the show live in the studio reached two years. Waiting list of two years. Even Alex Bennett didn't have that. In 1972, an estimated 49% of Dave Broward and Monroe County TVs regularly tuned into his 7 a.m. broadcast. That's almost half, 49 share. In a Miami Herald-Tropic interview that year, Zink contributed his success to his genuineness. You're sure as heck never going to last in a kid business being anybody but yourself, he told writer Robert Bonin. Kids can spot a phony a mile away, and they'll tell you if you are. I'm a guy who hopes these uh, I, I hope these kids like to look up to. He said, I suppose as Skipper Chuck, I can be sort of a hero to them. All we need is, and we all need a hero. I've never tried to be a father image or a big brother. I just tried to be me. Although rare was the day in Zink's life that he wasn't greeted by a dare. Skipper Chuck, children were not his only audience. Zink spent 12 years as the announcer for the Jackie Gleason show. I never knew that. Do you, you know did. that? Nope. And hosted Miss Universe pageants around the globe for CBS. He also hosted 22 King Orange parades, 24 local broadcasts of Labor Day telethons, and several quiz shows and travel programs. He even once tried to host the Orange Bowl parade on radio after he was booted from the annual TV broadcast to make way for the younger talent, recalled his co-host at the time, current WLRN Miami Herald Radio uh, news anchor, Rhonda Victor. Good old Rhonda. I worked with Rhonda uh, a couple of stations. She's on NPR now. There was an outcry from a lot of traditionalists who were unhappy to see Chuck go, said Victor, who twice as a child was among the Popeye Playhouse Studio audience. WKAT, thinking it could capitalize, decided Chuck and I could co-host that Orange Bowl parade on radio. It wasn't the best executed plan ever, but we had a ball, she said. Listeners to WJNA, 640 AM, heard Zink as a disc jockey of his daily Lunch Bunch radio program featuring music of the 40s and 50s, which he hosted until last fall. And in recent years, he was a familiar TV pitchman for the Cemetery Village Communities. I felt bad about that, you know. Well, you've got to make a living, you know. I know, but you know, it's kind of like saying, well, I'm getting old, so therefore all you old farts out there, I'm your hero now. I was, he was always brimming with new concepts to pursue, said Doris Bernhardt, who produced Zink's children's show in his later years, and worked with him on many other uh, projects. Right up until the last time I saw him around Labor Day, he was planning three different shows that he wanted to do. Them. I was putting them together for him, Bernhardt said. Zink, as an only child, was born in South Bend, Indiana, grew up as a farm boy. He spent five years in the Marines, served as sergeant in the South Pacific during WW2, receiving a Bronze Star for bravery. He later worked in a variety of radio jobs in Pennsylvania, from disc jockey to program director, before making the jump to TV as a newscaster. He came to Miami in '56, began working as a weatherman for WTBJ. The following year, he was asked to write and host a kids' program. I started out and thought of my last six months. He said it went on for 23 years. As Skipper Chuck employed occasional set pieces, but mostly he and his longtime sidekick, Scrubby, played by Richard Andrews, followed an ad-lib format. Zink opened each show with a three-finger wave, and another standby was the song Peace, Love, and Happiness. The live audience was filled with kids who sat in bleachers, cheered, played games, and chatted with Skipper Chuck, Scrubby, and other show's characters. Zink didn't claim to be broadcasting educational TV. I'm not an educator, I'm an entertainer, he once said. But he took a courageous moral stand in the 50s when he insisted that the in-studio audiences for the Popeye Playhouse no longer be racially segregated. This was unprecedented for a southern TV station in that day, which earned Zink national praise. In its early days, Zink said the Playhouse had been playing either to all-black or all-white studio audiences. One day, he heard the program's reservation taker asking a phone caller, Are you colored? Incredulously, he ordered the person, Never ask that question again. The show, went, the show went through pure hell making the policies stick. Zink said. The show also went on to win two regional Emmy awards. Zink and his wife Clarice never had children, a fact that Zink said gave him greater patience with kids than if he were his own, etc. you like that? We'll miss him, Skipper yep, Chuck. Will. Good guy. One of the a legend in South Florida. Right. He was no Dickie Farkle, man, no. but he he had his moments.
7: This is Neil Rogers.
8: This is
7: 560
8: gas You idiot. Whoever told you that you could work with men? What you're hired for is to help us. Does that seem clear to you? To help us. To help men who are going out there to try to earn a living. You company man. You fairy.
0: Oh, this isn't the one I wanted to play. Sorry, my bad. Well, no, that, that's, uh, you know, have you ever done that? Click Are you kidding me? Huh? How many times a day. No. Where's the one that I wanted to play? I think it goes like... Right here somewhere. Is I that it? First, I got to... No, I got to stop the other one first. Oh. I think it goes like this. But then again, I could be wrong. Uh,
8: goodbye, uh, Tom Coleon. Maria, at And I saw that the Hagen... To tell Sonny that he's got bad news. At this time, you're not still alive. Or that your coma is no surprise. Or because you're a great big satchel, one strong loving to many. Or you lose millions of dollars to the tailor to take off your pants. With two tons of dirt, your purpose finally burst. I don't want my children to see me this way. And that's the sunny. And it's too bad it never not have a easy pass. Uh, and the uh, appajino hasn't had a good role since one very the role. $6,000, you fairy. Should no better not to put a large in your mouth.
2: Goodbye,
0: Don Corleone. Rhymes with goodbye, Ariel Sharon. You know what? Any any minute now. And it wouldn't surprise me if we have a goodbye Skipper Chuck coming up soon. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think so. Speaking of Ariel Sharon, he ain't in good shape. He weighs 848 pounds. They're getting the piano case ready. I don't know what that means. Israeli Prime Minister Ariel Sharon emerged from emergency brain surgery this morning after suffering a massive stroke as the national vigil over his life continued. Doctors said his vital signs appeared normal, but that his condition remained... And this is not a good choice of words, I don't think. His condition remained... Grave. Oh, ooh. Isn't that a bad word? Yeah, it is. Grave. They should just be like poor or something. Speaking of graves, they better get a bunch ready in Iraq because we got more bad news besides the seven more American soldiers who are dead. Not that we're counting, by the way. It's uh, for a very good cause. Two suicide bombers killed at least 110 people. And See, I, I, this is about the fourth time I printed this story out this morning.
1: Because
0: the oh, number keeps changing, going yeah. up and up and up and up. First it was 80 and then it was 92 and now it's 110 and wounded more than 200 more. Uh, in the Iraqi cities of Karbala and Ramadi today, the second consecutive day of concerted insurgent attacks. The insurgency is waning, though. Don't forget, your vice president, Dick, told us that several, uh, about a year ago now. It's waning. Again? It's waning men. Another three bombs exploded in Baghdad, two of them detonated by suicide bombers, and a roadside bomb targeted a U.S. convoy near the holy city of Najaf destroying the Humvee and killing at least two civilians there. Coming a day after 58, other people died in the wave of bombings and shootings. The latest bloodshed appeared certain to ratchet up tension between the Sunnis and the Shiites. And meanwhile, the Kurds are busy hooking up that long cube to the oil uh, pipeline. But nevertheless. And also uh, in Afghanistan, see, if we would have concentrated on doing like one job and got it done right, which we never do, like the Taliban... Uh-huh. They were oh, done the Taliban, done? Whatever, uh, not. I don't think about Suspected like Taliban militants have beheaded a headmaster in a central Afghan town, the latest in a string of attacks on teachers and schools uh, in the volatile region. Officials said yesterday the decapitated body of Malim Abdul-Habib was found on his home in Kalat town on Wednesday, said Ali Khalil, but maybe it's just me, you know. Their names what? just sound all the same to me. I'm, it must yeah, be just no, me. Assailants yeah, no, were believed to have killed him late Tuesday in front of his family after breaking into the house. Habib was the headmaster of the Sheikh Mati Baba High School, which it's is really attended nice. by some... Well, that's right <laughs> next to uh, Ali Baba <laughs> and all those thieves, which is attended by some 1,300 boys and girls. See, that's the chigur in the woodpile is the girls. They don't like uh, that. Ah, yeah. Zabul province's education director blamed the Taliban for the killing only the Taliban are against girls being educated he said the Taliban often attack our teachers and beat them but this is the first time one's been killed in this province the insurgents in the past year have occasionally put up posters around kalat demanding that girls schools be closed and threatening to kill teachers don't be teaching them girls okay they're only good for one or two things and learning ain't one of them they might have a point yeah oh really sure. said the man with two with two daughters no that's right uh, like i said <laughs> And a wife, but nevertheless. And I was hell of a game last night. Too bad you're not into football. Oh, yeah. Josh right. will tell Sorry. you all about it. He'll, he'll give you the lowdown during the break. I'll give him the inside after the show. Well, you won't have time to during these breaks today. Um...
5: <laughs>
0: no. Not right about that. This is this is quite a testimony. Now, wasn't I saying when George was on vacation about the fact that there was no sales holes around, wasn't I saying, Josh, that after the first of the year we'll have an empty log because they're not doing anything? Yeah, pretty sure you said that. And guess what? It became a self fulfilling prophecy. Not that we care anymore. And by the way, Clarence, you're a slow learner. Although he's not listening anyway. He's in that big meeting with Greg, who's saying goodbye. Yeah, he called me. The phone rang about 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Neil, it's Greg Reed. And I thought, you know what I thought to myself when I heard Greg? Yeah. Because haven't I been saying that uh, once Ray Perry left and Duff got demoted to sales hole, that uh, that was the definitive sign that he was no longer going to be GM? He's going to be a consultant for the company, and he's going to have several other stations out on the West Coast. He's going to be consulting as well. At any rate, no, we had a very cordial conversation, and he was very complimentary, and uh, kissed my ass on both cheeks, and even a little in the middle, too. It was pretty embarrassing, just licky-licky. Uh, it was very, very nice. No hostility, no, you know, best of luck, and uh, have a great life. You know, there's an interesting poll at the Sun Sentinel thing, because I could all, like the guy that called who said that he was in um, Oakville. Remember that yesterday? The guy was in Oakville, Ontario. Okay. Give me a song and a dancing about how crime is just as bad in Toronto and all that. And, you know, the And the high right. price of gas, which he's right about the gas. But that would be like my coming to South Florida and going to Lantana for a couple of days and then giving you a lecture about what Dayton and Broward are like all about. And it's just Oakville. I mean, Oakville, first of all, is like 40, 50, 40, at least 40 miles from here. It's like a little podunk suburb out in Yenemsveld, in the middle of nowhere, and this guy's an expert. And uh, then we had another fact which I didn't even bother with, the essence of, well, everybody's coming in, they're pouring into South Florida, and you're like knocking it. The Sun Sentinel took a really interesting poll. They got uh, 6,568 responses last time I uh, checked it. The cost of living is soaring in South Florida. Real estate, insurance, gas, utilities, property tax bills, even our restaurants are now among the costliest in the U.S. Have you considered moving? Have you considered moving? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is that 60 6,568 votes, 21.1% say no, South Florida's home. 7% say no, every place else I would live is just as expensive. 41.1% say yes, I've thought about it, but a move would be too complicated at the moment. And 30.8% say yes, I'm actively looking to move. So you add those last two categories, you've got 70, about 72%. Mm-hmm who are either dying to get out or, are like, already uh, in, in the planning. So the fact that a lot of other suckers, I mean, a lot of other folks are coming down and, uh, you know, hopping up the properties and so on and thinking that they're going to have fun right. in the sun and it's at paradise, well, you know, that's uh, we'll see how long they last. Right.
6: By the way, expensive wouldn't be so bad if it was worth it.
0: Right. Right, like, like here. It's it's not cheap living here at all. Far from it. Man, if you had any idea what I'm paying for rent here, you'd fall off the chair right there. And the price of uh, there, there, are no bargains here, man. Especially now that the Canadian dollar is moved move back up there, like eighty-seven cent. When I came here, it was like sixty-two cent against the American. Now it's eighty-seven. That's a quarter on every dollar that I've lost in the last whatever four years, whatever what it is, what it be. So it's not cheap, but again, it, it, it's worth paying if you're getting something in, in return. It's like West Europe is certainly not uh, cheap. Any of those countries there. My goodness, cost uh, molto, uh, mucho dinero. Molto caro. But nevertheless, uh, it's worth it to a lot of people. And, of course, our audience thinks, oh, gee, no, you're wrong. You know, everybody wants to come to uh, South Florida. <laughs> oh, So they'll be passing most of you folks as you're on way out. They'll be just waving, hey, good luck to you. You'll need it. How about today's poll? What do you think? About what? Our goal is 1,000 votes today, and since I put it on there about 7 o'clock last night, we already got 790. 790. Oh, you see the symbolism there? Mm-hmm. 790. Dun, 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 dun. I think uh, Joel Feinberg fixed that. The most overdone news story of the past year is The Missing Chick in Aruba, 272. Terry and her Cube. Tuba, 205. Pretty good second place. The Runaway Bride, 145. Michael Jackson Trial, 68. Fort Lauderdale Kid Goes to Iraq, 39. Rosa Parks dies 16. Hurricane Katrina, 16. The War in Iraq, 12. New Nazi Pope, 7. Coal miners, 7. I mean, man, that's just ridiculous. There are only seven people think that's the most overdone story of the last year. Wow. You, uh, they're, they're still hawking away on them, man. They're just obsessed. like a sickness. When they're like, like a disease. A year
6: from now, when they're still hawking about it, then it'll be a contender. Oh, and they
0: will be. Supreme Court nominations, five. Republican scandals, three. Hurricane Wilma, two. The Iraq elections, two. And none for the London bombings in the cube. And zero for the Asian earthquake, 799, which is just fine if you ask me. Let's look at that award-winning lineup for a Thursday. Mo Howard David uh, at doi, 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 doi. two. Mad Dog's got three solid hours tonight. Why sure hope he's in training. Uh, four to seven. Now, is everybody in the meeting? Did all those people show up that work at other times? Or is that just... Uh...
6: How, how do we know? We have no winners? Well, I mean, you ought to get some scuttle, but... Scuttle over there and uh, look into, look into your... Freaking uh,
0: hotline at Bernie Kozar's at 7. I'm sure they'll be talking about the fired coaches and about that tremendous performance in the uh, Chick-fil-A uh, pizza bowl. The Beast at Bernie's at 9 o'clock and then Eddie K at 10 o'clock tonight. Long day for the uh, K-man.
7: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Is Plato's retreat. She has gone
9: militant. She has put on a veil and strapped on some explosives and is looking for some place to detonate it. But tell Toys introduces to you jihad Barbie. Jihad Barbie comes with her own Toyota pickup truck, which she is not allowed to be driving. Several traditional burkas and the plans to blow up an embassy or outdoor market. You are making the choice. Jihad Barbie comes complete with detonating device that may or may not work just like the. Ones. So get Jihad Barbie today and start planning your own jihad. Jihad Barbie, on sale at all Baghdad toy stores now, just in time for the infidel holiday season.
0: What does it say about a place when 72% of the people want out? What does that tell you? That might not be a great place to live. Not good. nicht good. Okay, let's get a lot of calls in here today for crying out loud. Skipper Chuck dies and you'd think these phones would be lit up like a Christmas tree, like a Hanukkah bush, wouldn't you?
6: Oh, well, we talked about it Monday and
0: Tuesday. You did? I did.
6: Well, why is that? Somebody faxed in uh, during the previous week that. You well, know, I knew had he had a stroke. stroke. We a mentioned stroke it last night, yeah. talked about it, and it, you know, did a chain reaction thing. People were calling up saying, that, you know, hey, I was on the show, and he was really cool, and you know, things right. like that. I got a big sugar daddy. They gave those to the
0: kids. Oh, I see. A big sugar daddy. I thought maybe you were making like a statement. No. <laughs> five six seven oh five sixty. Pound 560 in the Verizon and Singular Rights Center. Maybe just a wish list for the new year. I'm not sure what that was. <laughs> WQAM, hello.
10: Hey, Neil, good morning. Yes, sir. Um, you were talking about Keith Overman. I'm pretty much the only one that watches that show also, I guess.
7: You and me, we're, we're the two.
10: That's a pretty good show. And now about
11: Keith Jackson last night, pretty much hilarious. This is a quote. The stadium is full of Texas orange and also USC silent
10: pause. He didn't
0: know what colors USC was. Yeah, well, there was a trivia question they had and laid them in the game and it was about what USC player, um... What what was the question? Uh, I forget what the question was, but uh, it's one of the, uh... MDP, the Rose Bowl MVP, uh, more than uh, two times or more. It wasn't USC player, but it was that was the question. Well, what yeah, I, he,
5: he was just. He left the two
0: times. He left the two times part of it out. He didn't read the whole thing. He was incoherent, man. He was, he was. embarrassing. Love you, Neil. Thanks. Put him out to pasture, okay? And again, this is not a guy I ever disliked. I always thought he was fine. I will enjoyed him, but you know, when it comes to time when you get to be one hundred and ten. It's time to say bye bye. God. I wonder when Barry Jackass is going to get around to analyzing that and ripping him the big fat ass that he deserves, Barry.
12: WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I uh, heard you talking about Miami. I thought I'd throw my two cents at you. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was born here and uh, raised... And, uh, I'm Yidlock, and I, uh, do my work here, started my business here. Boy! Uh, yeah, the city drives me nuts with the traffic and the crazy people from, from everywhere. Yeah. It takes an hour to get everywhere, and customer service just doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. There's no responsibility and no accountability. But, uh, I don't know, my family's here, and it's beautiful, and, uh, I like the weather. I don't know if I'd want to go freeze my ass off up there next to you. Yeah. Well, so it's
0: uh, wonder- weather's not everything. Yesterday it was like 41. It felt like 60 to me. It's just uh, not that bad. Not not that extreme.
13: No,
12: I I, just, I mean I can uh, see
0: why nobody wants to live in Buffalo or Detroit or places like that. But
12: well, you know. not just because of the weather, of course. Right, exactly. Right. Right. No, like uh, I loved you. Used to have a line that you used to say that uh, nothing's wrong with Miami that a complete people transplant
0: couldn't take care well, of. That's right. There's nothing wrong with the area. I mean it's a beautiful place, but uh, you just got the wrong people there. Right. Love you, Neil. Good luck, Pally. Hang in there. Right. Somebody has to. Oh, Neil, you're wrong, man. People are just dying. They're flooding in here to South Florida. You're too many of them, and too many of the wrong people, see. If they're being replaced by the right people, that would be a different story. We should have auditions. Like, the, like those people at Fort Lauderdale Airport on Monday. Who were they? I just I kept thinking to myself, who are these people? I mean, I these know. aren't, uh, this sure isn't my audience, and these aren't people that I've ever met, or uh, they just, I don't know. Maybe the same people at the mall last time I was there. Oh, well, how about the Sawgrass? Who are those people? I don't know. You're walking walk in the sawdress, Aventura.
6: and it's like a uh, like the United Nations. Oh, you're walking over in Aventura, and it's just it's a flesh fest.
0: And some really too, yeah. A flesh fest? I'm telling you. Well, now we're talking my language. That's like going to Fallsview Casino, man. Just sit there and uh, let your tongue uh, lick the uh, tops of your shoes. Or whatever it can lick. 5670560. Get your licks on Route 66. Remember that show with George Meharis or whoever the hell it was? No. Hey, George. You You fairy. My well, I'll, play
6: the, I'll play the theme for you if you want.
0: Okay. QAM. hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, buddy? Great.
13: Uh, what about Phoenix, Arizona? What about it? I'm moving there. I'm getting the hell out of South Florida. Oh,
0: man. Well, I, you don't sound old enough to me. What's that? You don't sound old enough to go to Arizona. you got to be know, over the age of 100.
13: I'm, I'm, I'm 38, and you know what? One thing different about us being out west and being out here. Yeah, people actually like it out there. If you ask anybody, how do you like like it? They said they love it. But you yeah. ask the normal person in South Florida, how do you like the people here? The, their only reaction is they suck.
0: Yeah, and that's true.
13: And uh, if it's not Neil, if, if it's not good enough for Neil God, it's not good enough for me.
0: <laughs> okay. Have well, good luck, you pal. Watch out for those. Watch out for those cacti. Five six seven oh five sixty. I'm still waiting to hear Route sixty six. I don't hear it. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were saying. No, it. I, I don't really want to hear it. I'm, uh, I was just joking about that. I just thought you had it all queued up. I can live without. Arizona to me is just ooh. I, I, I shouldn't say it. I almost took that job in Yuma, Arizona before I came to Miami. Yuma. Ever ooh. been to Yuma? No, I I haven't. Don't. The only good thing about Yuma is it's close to California. Then it's, I guess, not all that far from Vegas. But boy, what a just, I don't know. I mean, it's very scenic, like driving to New Mexico and Arizona, very scenic. Beautiful to look at. But then uh, again, so the South Florida is beautiful to look at with the palm trees, the ones that are still standing, things like that. Five, six, seven, over. And like I said yesterday, I'm not here to peddle any place, uh, I'm not for the Chamber of Commerce. Do not come to Toronto. You'll hate it like poison. Do not uh, go to Rochester. It's uh, Cobbs Hill and the Rondequoit and whatever. Go where you want to go, you know, have a great life. That guy with his story about Oakville, I mean, it's like saying, oh, I was in uh, Boynton Beach for a couple of days, and you just uh, don't know anything about South Florida. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Oakville, my ass. I mean, that is way down the road. That's on the way to Niagara Falls. Give give me a break. WQAM, Hello.
10: Morning, Neil. Two things: Skipper Chuck was the greatest thing ever happened to kids' TV, and I'd love to see grass fires on a particular ranch in Crawford, Texas, for my New Year's wish.
0: Okay. There you go. That's a guy with a short list. WQAN. There's Route 66 for you, Whether or not I'm not really sure if that was the show that George Maharris was on. I don't know. Boca Raton guy, that. huh? Book Boca Raton, though. Yeah, I know he would know, but you could also Google Route 66. You can just Google TV show Route 66, and we'll tell you who was on it. See? Good theme song, though. I do like that theme. sorry all right. What a bad name. seems to me once upon a time I may have driven on Route 66. I'm not really sure. I do remember my drive across uh, the southern tier on I-10. Yeah. After I picked up that hitchhiker. It was many years ago, back when we used to pick up hitchhikers. Remember those days? Everybody's, you're probably not older. No, I,
6: re- I remember it used to be safe to pick up hitchhikers. Right. And to hitchhike.
0: In fact, That's his name was uh, Chuck Bryan. You know how many years ago that is? And I remember his
1: name. Carter? In fact, I remember a couple of uh, things. But anyway, come Wait for it. George Meharris is absolutely correct. Oh! I didn't want to step on the end of that theme song. No. George
0: knew Who was the other
1: guy?
9: Uh,
13: it's like a
0: text thing here. Hello. Dale. Yes, sir.
13: I have a question about the game last night. Yes. First, though, I'd like to ha- ask George a question, if
10: I may.
0: Martin Milner. Yeah. That was sure. it, Martin Milner. Call her. Why
10: do you continue to hate?
0: What are you talking about, goofball? C- continue Why to hate you what? Hate? Get out of here. That's just another one of the same idiots. Uh, toothless old fart. Yeah. Toothless old fart. That's right. Maybe that was toothless. I hate him. Track. I'm
6: going to continue to hate him until he dies. Yeah, he hates you like now.
0: poison and hopes that you die real fast. Okay? In fact, maybe we can do a, swip, a swap. We can bring Chuck, a skipper oh. Chuck back to life, and you can take his spot.
7: This in the is ground. Neil Rogers. This is 560
3: QAM. Yeah. You get a lot of it. Yeah. Bill Rogers on Sports Hole Radio WQAM.
9: And now, the show that's the antidote to those liberal media distortions of our government. It's the West Texas Wing. <laughs> Uh, excuse me, Mr. President, but I, uh, why are you wearing headphones, sir? Oh, hey, Dick, uh, I'm monitoring some illegal wiretaps. Mr. President, don't we have people to do that? Yeah, but I have the really important call sit right here to the Oval Office. Oh, 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 oh! hang on. Something big is coming over. Oh, what is it, sir? Word of a terrorist attack? No, Brittany has kicked Kevin out of the house again, and he, and he just set up a date with Lindsay Lowen. <laughs> oh,
7: no. Come back next time for a fair and balanced, compassionately conservative view of
0: our government in action. Only on the West Texas Wing. 125 over 87. Does that meet with your approval? Oh, yeah. I'm cool. Well, you ought to be ecstatic. You ought to be, like, jumping around and... Dancing up and down. And that was after one in the other room to get this thing, too. I would have, if I would have sat for like four or five minutes. If I would have sat through the end of that long commercial break before I took it. Yeah. Boy. Now, what the hell is that thing yawning? Are you faxing me something now? I, I did. You ought to hear that yawning sound on my fax machine? Certainly George Harris is gay. Must be a commentary on the show so far. The most overdone news story of the past year. 859 votes. Our goal is a 1,000. <laughs> See, I figure, you know, yesterday we went right down to the wire because we took it for granted. Don't ever take South Florida people for granted. You have to keep pushing them and pushing them. So last night we got part of our new Head Start program. Uh, oh, yeah, I know about George Meharis. This is an actual picture of him. Uh, I, I'm not, I can't really make out the whole thing. No, is he, you can make it out enough. Is he, like, with somebody else in that picture?
6: Well, he's with a friend, but it's not somebody else. What is it, a blow-up doll? No, it's just uh, it's just his number there.
0: Number's oh, well, I can't see it. Then. No. Well because never, he never did nothing for me. George it says, George Meharris is gay. You were right. There's an actual picture of him. says, Frank, well, why would I say it if it weren't true? <laughs> what? What are you laughing oh, about? Oh, sorry. told myself like Charlie a joke I never Christ, heard the, the, Your next governor is going to be <laughs> gay. Huh? Yeah, no, no. You don't lie about that, anyway. What? Then, who have I ever said is gay is not? Nobody. Gay. Give me that one. Give of. me a name. Tommy Cruz?
6: No there. Give me one name. No, I was just laughing at the. Why would you say it if it wasn't
0: true? I'm talking about that no. subject. About that subject? No, never. Well, there you go. I mean, can you call anybody anything worse than... Gay. I can't think of anything other than maybe liar and well, cheat and rec- scoundrel and... Republican. Teacher thief. Republican, right. Born again fanatic, not religious nut. All of these... Uh, All of these things. things. But other than that... Well, how about Jack Abramoff? I realize that we got to, like, zero in on the coal mine disaster and about how the media screwed up really bad. I, I do like Keith Olbermann. I, you know, I've warmed up to him very slowly, because when he had his show previously on MSNBC, I thought he was a real a-hole. And he still does some things that annoy me, uh, like a little melodramatic for me. But but he's a very bright guy, and he happens to be liberal, which I know is uh, unacceptable these days. And he rips Bush an ass every chance he gets, and he uh, has some interesting stuff on there. Even even Josh knows who that is. He was very funny when he did SportsCenter. Well, there you go, and he's still very funny on MSNBC, eight to nine p.m. on uh, whatever they call that show, Countdown. Is that the name of the show? I have no idea. Oh, well, yeah.
5: Look. Well, he, no, he
0: was an actual Sports Center anchor. Like he, did no, I know that. and he went from there. Then he uh, bumbled around a little bit, and then he wound up on MSNBC, and he got all pissed off because they wouldn't let him say anything during the uh, Monica business, and uh, was it the Monica thing or the uh, O.J.? I forget what, what, what period of time it was. It was Monica. Was. And he got bent out of shape with them because they wouldn't let him say anything. And then he uh, finally uh, surfaced on MSNBC. Well, wait a minute. What was the one I just said he was on? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he was on there when John Gibson was on there. And then John Gibson decided that he was a full-fledged, goose-stepping Nazi. So he decided, oh, and by the way, i got some good news. Okay. For me. Good news for me. And good news for John Juras. Remember he told me he was sending me chocolates? Right. Well, they're, they're not going to get here. They're, they're not going to let you. Oh, that's right. They're, they're going to ship food across the border. So
1: uh, you're
0: deserved, right, John. I wasted that good chocolate. I could have eaten great. it. What? I could have eaten that chocolate. Yeah, that's right. Somebody there could be enjoying it. Somebody who's not diabetic and not an um, underprivileged uh, family like me. That's right. So uh, God is punishing you, man. Just like He's punishing Ariel Sharon. For being a big, fat, and yeah. for eating trafe, man. When he had those bacon cheeseburgers, that, that just put good the Lord over the edge. He couldn't handle it no more. <laughs> that was bad. Poor Skipper Chuck. You know, look at all the... Uh, all the in fact, I'm working on a poll about uh, the all-time broadcasting legend in South Florida. Look at all the people who are
6: dead. Oh, well, What? You don't get out alive. Ralph Redneck? Mm-hmm. And the shit is showing a news story
14: Final goodbye to the man known as... F- Skipper Chuck. Join us tonight for the...
0: Right. They're scrubbing. Skipper Upchuck. The only the only only thing I the only bone I ever had to pick with him was when he kept leaving his teeth in the glass at Tropical Acres. That, that kind of bothered me a little bit. How do you know they were his? It's just a joke. Jesus, <laughs> God.
3: <laughs>
4: no, he was say? a
0: spokesman for Tropical Acres. Did you ever eat in there? I, I probably shouldn't say anything about them because every no, you now shouldn't. and then they might... Mar- huh? No, you shouldn't. Well, I will anyway. No, seriously, the, the average age of the people eating in there is like death plus ten. I'm telling the Beasleys. Have you ever been in there? Are you, go yes. ahead and tell the freaking Beasleys. Oh, ahead. And speaking of the Beasleys, oh, man. You talk about a real bunch of big spenders. So yesterday we had another near-stroke experience with the certain people getting me crazy before the show, which Clarence came in again this morning and stop doing that, Clarence. Just go away. I, I love his line this morning, whatever happened to us? not a great line? <laughs> That's funny. Like he and I ever had a great relationship. I mean, I, I, I have no problem with him personally, but business, I mean, clueless.
6: That's clueless. I, I didn't tell you until now, but, you know, we chased Troy away this morning. Because, you know, how you told me you wanted to... Uh, Thank you so screen much. Uh, the Thank internet. you. Yeah, I refused to turn the microphone on, and uh, we got a pointy stick and uh, drove him on. Good. Out. Good.
0: And I hope you scared him with it. At any rate, so... Uh, uh, The the deal is the Beasleys are going to put the seed money for the Best of Meal 30th anniversary um, March. uh, And when is that going to start? Or don't we know yet? February? Uh, uh,
6: We don't know yet, but soon.
0: But anyway, we're coming out with a CD. And, of course, the first day it's out, people will be like, it'll be on the uh, Internet, and you can download it for free, and you can steal it, and then burn copies. They do it all the time, which is one of the reasons we stopped doing the CDs. We went primarily to making those keychains, which went over very big.
6: I was uh, told that we actually uh, had more of a surplus leftover keychains than CDs. In, um, yeah, well, you want to know
0: why? That wasn't true with the mad dog keychains. They went like uh, hotcakes. They went like Halloween Manhattan.
6: We got left over both of them running around.
0: But the one with uh, your buddy, Take off those checkered pants. That one, uh, who now wanted that, you know? Although I will say Everybody that I will say that it. for him, both times we we raised money for abandoned pet rescue, we had the um, Mobits and we had the keychain. Now, and we went and asked him if it was okay with him. Not that we needed to do that, because it's station material that we put on there, you know. But nevertheless, he uh, he was cool with it. And he said, you know, it's for a good cause. And he also said do, 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 that. Now, is that on there, by the way? I don't think that's on there, is it? I think that no, keychain pre, yeah. key preceded the do, 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 days. sure. So... So we'll see. We'll do the best we can. But anyway, the Beasleys are putting up the ten grand seed money. But then, of course, they're going to take it back out of the proceeds. That, that's the point I was making. If they really had any, any kind of generosity or any appreciation for what I've done these eight years, they'd say, oh, no sweat. We'll write the check, no problem at all. And we want all the proceeds to go to uh, the charity. And, uh, you know, kiss my ass, which is what Greg did for 20 minutes yesterday. I had I had burn. I think it was Bear. I had aspirin right after that call. I, I couldn't believe it. The meeting's well, it was very over, Very nice, the Huh? The meeting's over, by the way. And so
5: what's the lowdown? We got a spy report? Well, I got that uh, Mo was not in the meeting. Neither was the Mad Dog.
0: Well, they probably got a phone call. Because Hank said he got a phone call.
6: Do you want the uh, the lowdown? Yes. Our new general manager. Joe
0: Bell. What a good guess. Joe Bell yeah, from Kiss, the which roll. is a Beasley station. Kiss, uh, we love Joe Bell. He's a great guy. Well, I don't apparently know he was he over is. here, but then uh,
6: skedaddled back on over there because he's got to shuttle back and forth for a while. Right. And? And uh, that's it. It's uh, yet to be determined who's going to be moving where. Now,
0: do we get our fart sounds back?
6: Oh, man. One step at
0: a time, sweet Jesus. No, seriously. The way I think Joe Bell, here's a guy with a little, uh, you know, he's coming in in a different position than uh, Greg was. Maybe the Yeah. Well we know what position Greg was in. Screw Ann told me. But anyway, so we got Joe Bell as our new general manager. That didn't take very long. It's only the fifth of January, and we got a new general mangler, and Greg is going to be consulting and um, pulling some strings behind the scenes and whatever he's going to be doing. And more power to him. Good luck to him. Right? Absolutely. And good luck well, to him. Absolutely. Because Joe Bell's a big fan of the show. That's what I was told. Little Bertie told me that. He loves this show. He wants to make mad, passionate love with George. That's what I heard. Well, I'll bend right over. And this is kind of interesting because I think this will be the first time I ever work for a general manager that I'm never going to meet. You're, you're right. That is interesting.
6: Yeah. I'll take a picture.
0: You. Okay. You, I hear he's a big, uh, fat guy. Oh, I mean, then you guys ought to get along just
6: is really? Well, you know him. I don't know. I do. I haven't seen him. Nor have, uh, has anyone even described him to me.
0: He's a big, heavy set guy with a good sense of humor and a great guy. We love him like crazy and just leave us alone. Five six seven oh five sixty, and uh, work on that sales department. That's the area that oh. needs a lot of work. Boy, a lot of work. So Troy was actually in there this morning, huh? Yeah, I wasn't going to tell you, but you know, it kind of came up. You, you ought to pass the message along to him that uh, he can take it personal or business or both. I don't want to talk to him for a long time. He just wanted until to my, say hi until my
6: brain heals. I beg your pardon. He just wanted to say hi. Yeah, bye bye. I, I said, nah, not necessary. WQAM, hello.
10: Hey, buddy, Izzy's down with a heart attack.
0: <laughs> what is this man talking about? Did he say Izzy had a heart attack?
6: I, I think that's what he said.
0: Oh, well, for all I know, maybe he's right. I don't know. How am I going hey, to check Izzy, on him? had a heart attack, call in. Well, I sure will be finished in my fence first. WQYM, hello.
13: Hey, Neil, how's it going?
0: What? WQYM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir.
11: Love
0: your show. Me too. Raspberry. WQYM, hello.
10: Hey, how you doing, buddy? I was uh, watching a hockey game the other night. Something amusing. Nothing to do with hockey. Just a comment one of the guys made. Panthers do guy... it
0: again in the third period last night. The yeah. 4-3 down, gra- they're doing just, it uh, on the road uh, choking again.
10: I'm just glad I didn't have to watch it on television. Anyway, uh, you know, popping in his buddy to do the announcements, they were talking about uh, the honors are playing the Rangers one night. Guy goes, well, the are are playing the Rangers over uh, – Nassau yeah, so Coliseum. I guess that's one place they won't be saying Dennis Papin sucks tonight. I just thought it was kind of funny. And uh, also, any chance that kind of a bit on the 30, uh, 30th anniversary, fiftieth, whatever the hell it is.
2: No,
4: no,
10: nope. Ah, donkey balls.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wonder if that's like a, were the balls that Duff was so excited about. Well, I mean, that's that's a loaded question. <laughs> Don't you remember oh falafel yes, balls? Falafel oh, those balls! Those balls. I wonder if falafel balls are like donkey balls. Well, we'll find out. I guess if anybody would know about various kinds of balls, you well, fair would be the expert. This is
7: Neil Rogers. This is five sixty two a.m.
12: This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain.
3: Any questions? đổi 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 đổi
2: đổi 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 đổi
3: đổi 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 đổi
2: đổi 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 đổi
3: đổi 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 Oi 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 oi
2: oi Hey,
0: that's an honor of the Beasleys, I guess, huh? Wouldn't you think? For the great hollerocity and putting up the seed money for that best of 30th anniversary edition? Not that they don't want the money back, and not that they're not going to go and try to get other sponsors to fund it who aren't like uh, personal endorsement sponsors. It just uh, really is slime. I, I should have just said forget about it, shouldn't I? Wouldn't that have been the right thing to do? Whatever. Give them something to do. Is that what it is? Here's Miguel something to do. and then he'd go out on the street corner there, peddling his wares. <laughs> five, five, six, seven, oh, five, 60, pound 560, the Verizon Singular... Wireless line. Not too many comments about Skipper Chuck. I guess you uh, used those all up on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, I, I spent it all up. That's probably why he died. I don't want to lay like a guilt trip on you, well, but I think you probably put the pressure crying. on poor Chuck. Well, you know, like my mother said, nothing is forever. That's what she said. Yeah, she plagiarized that from Buddha. WQAM, hello.
15: Hey, Neil. How you doing, buddy?
0: Pretty good, Pally.
15: Good. i tell you a quick little story about a month ago. I just tell a marketer to call the marketer call a house, and they offered this fantastic deal to me and my wife for three days, two nights, free airfare, they all these lovely resorts if we come to this little seminar. So the other night we go to the seminar. I mean, it wasn't a bad deal what they were offering. It wasn't a time sharing. Right. So anyway, we couldn't afford it. Right. So we sat down with the girl, and she says, "Well, for showing up, you're entitled to your trip." She pulled out this beautiful color brochure. Yeah. Now these are the places that me and my wife can go free of charge for Don't three days and two nights. No. Yeah. Cancun, Mexico.
4: Yeah.
15: I don't think that's around no more, is it? Uh, New Orleans. Uh-huh. Or Orlando, Florida.
0: I'll be mean, um,
15: Isn't Cancun kind of wiped out from some hurricane that just recently went by this year? Yeah, a
0: little bit. There's like little bits and pieces there. It's probably like a little uh, spot you can loose uh, like
15: They said, uh 90 days to use it, so I'm like, you know. We're they also all...
0: would like to send you to Pompeii, too. It would be a lot of fun.
15: Yeah, I'm telling you. I was like, yeah, my wife, it looks like we're going to Orlando and let's yeah. go to Cancun and watch them rebuild it. <laughs> I'll go to Orlando
0: and maybe even find that Swingers Hotel.
15: Yeah.
0: Where's that at, man? <laughs> see, it's right up the Hershey Highway. 5670560. Oh, Pound 560, the Verizon Signal Wireless Line. Well, these calls have really tailed off to a precious few. But you wait till the delay catches up. Oh, yeah. In about ten minutes. Then you'll see. Then you'll see some real action. Action at Jackson. WDQAM, Hello. Hello? Yes. Yes, good
14: morning. I Where was is calling is? about Skipper Chuck. Good. Yeah, I have uh, in my hand three letters that uh, he wrote to me when I was young. Uh, Sincerely, Skipper Chuck, and then he signed it Chuck Zink. Mm-hmm. And he was a really nice guy. Yes, and, he was. Uh, on the WTVJ letterhead, and uh, it's really nice. I was wondering if anybody knew. If there was going to be a service or where it was or anything like that.
2: Yeah, the article didn't say anything about that. No,
14: it sure didn't. It sure didn't. He was a really great guy, and uh, I'm going to miss him a lot. I'm sorry I never wrote him a letter when I knew he was ill or uh, right. he was at JNO to let him know how much I appreciated him. Yeah, it would have put a said,
0: smile on his face. Gee, it's too bad that we don't do things like that, you know?
14: Yeah, I know, and then it's too late. I remember when he had on the Smothers Brothers, way when they were young. And uh, Lionel the Lion kept saying that, uh, let's see, Chuck Zink would say, uh, this is Tom and Dick and Lionel. Well, where's Harry? And that was kind of the joke for the day. Where's Harry? Where's Harry? But it was uh, it was an intelligent show, and the, the kids got it, and he got the kids, and it was just great. It was just great.
0: That's what we need, man. We need have another Skipper Chuck.
14: Yeah, there'll never be another Skipper Chuck.
0: I'm with you. All have right. Thanks much, sweetheart. Bye-bye.
14: Okay.
0: Too bad you didn't write him that letter, you know? Five, there six, seven. Know. There's Alexander Haig. Look at that. Major meeting on Iraq at the White House. And uh, Haig just said, I am in charge here at the White House. <laughs> and there's Lawrence Eagleburger. Oh, boy. All the former Secretary of States. And, by the way, somebody ought to tell uh, Keith Jackson that it's not two times out left. How many times did he say that last night? About 30, man. They have two times out left.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: There, there are there are some, some phrases where you can say, you know, right. the plural is on the first of the two mm-hmm. words. But timeouts is the, you know, that, that's not one of them. He was, nobody, nobody in was the history of the human race has ever said they've got two times out left. Oh, it's good, good. Golly, bad. Keith. Whoa, Nellie is right. He was just uh, brutal, just awful. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir.
10: Oh, these calls are ponderous. I just called to take up some room. No Which came? was well, what the uh, guy complaining about the free trip, and then you got this lady reading her. Well, what do you got?
0: From... What do you got?
10: Oh, nothing. But better. well,
0: bye bye. You got nothing, all right. At least there's an honest caller. He got plenty of nothing. It proved his point. I think the callers are just fine. What's not to like? You know, you want all nut jobs? Is that what you want? We didn't get the garter <laughs> yet, so we can't
6: dump him. Oh, don't uh, don't worry.
0: No, no, it's all right. He'll be on there, and you yeah. won't hear it, though. I'm just telling him right now. I'm just I'm tired of his act. It's so talk about stale. Good God. WQAM. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir.
11: My favorite Keith Jackson moment of last night is he's uh, I think there was 30
15: seconds left and he's looking and he says, "Well, there's uh, what is
11: that say there?" And damn, close. So 30, 30 seconds left. Yeah, that's that's there's that 30 seconds left. I, I have the
0: feeling. He's getting blind. He couldn't see anything. You
15: know. Oh, he he was he was horrible. Like when when oh, Texas right.
0: intercepted the ball in the end zone, remember that late in the game. And he says, Uh Oh, I thought he was a little bit short. He kept looking at it. He he just uh, can't see anything. But other than that, he's doing great. Yeah,
11: yeah. Other than that, he's doing great. All right, Neil.
0: Take it easy. Okay, thanks, Bradley. So the consensus is Keith Jackson, retire. Okay, enough is enough. You suck. Don't go out like a clown. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, I am.
13: Wanted to give you a Fort Lauderdale Airport uh, review.
0: Good. Okay, excellent. This is what I've been waiting two days to get.
13: I tried calling yesterday. I couldn't get through Anyhow, I, I landed in uh, Fort Lauderdale Sunday, New Year's Day. And right. It was horrible. They lost uh, one of our banks to Delta with bankruptcy. It's good for them. He mm-hmm. uh, just got back to Lake Tahoe. Had a blast. Uh, but the Fort Lauderdale airport was horrible. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, well, thanks for the good news. Well, I guess he just verified what I thought. I'll give it one more try, because it's a lot closer to my house than uh, Miami, but uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just not laid out right. They have too many gates too close together, and they don't have any seats for the people to sit down in, which creates massive chaos and confusion, and a lot of stress. You know, there's enough stress when you're traveling as it is, without having extra stress because the airport's laid out like a bunch of lunatics designed it, and they have one place, not that I wanted to get any food, but they have... They have one place where they have, like, uh, I, don't, I don't even know, it's just a generic place. It's not like a Burger King or whatever. But they got, like, burgers and water and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it had, there were people, like, there were two lines that stretched about, like, a half a mile going either direction because there's only, like, one place in there in Terminal 4 where they're selling any food. It was kind of like terminal. Not good. But, but nevertheless. But so we'll see, you know, if it's not on a, uh, it depends on what day you fly on, I guess, right? Right. Or not. Maybe I should have gone to Jamaica, Mon, The Kingston, Jamaica. Should have gone on yeah. with that crowd. that's all about it. Be an interesting yeah. show afterwards. 1,639 murders in one year in a country of 2 million people. There's something basically wrong with that, Mon. The most overdone news story of the past year. That's our poll. We got 934 votes. We'll get to 1,000 without even breaking a sweat. Oh, look at that. The West Virginia flags have been lowered in honor of the fallen miners at McDonald's at Mickey D's. Isn't that great?
6: Or we should lower our flags in honor of Chuck.
0: They should lower the flag at Tropical Acres. I'll tell you that, and at Cemetery Village, and at WTVJ. You know, I'll tell you another guy who was a good guy that uh, with South Florida roots, and that was um, Dave Thomas. That's right, the Fat Wendy's guy. Mm-hmm. The Ate too much of his own water product. Water. What a great guy he was, and, and most of us didn't even realize that. No, not until it was too late. Because the only reason we saw and we knew Dave Thomas is because we saw him all at Wendy's spots, you know, and he was like uh, big and fat and jovial and joking around and driving the race car and doing all those goofy things, and uh, we didn't really know all that much about him. But I thought it was really touching when Tony Cigaretto came on here and did a, re- a real big eulogy to a, you know, t- t- silly Tony Cigaretto. Yeah, what about him? He's silly. The most overdone news story of the past year, The Missing Chick in Aruba, 320. Maybe she turned into a Chick-fil-Aid. Ooh. A uh, Terry, Terry and her Cube, 243. Runaway Bride, 169. I better play that. Michael Jackson Trial, 79. Fort Lauderdale Kid Goes to Iraq, 50. Should have stayed there. Rosa Parks Dies, 19. Hurricane Katrina, 17. The War in Iraq, 12. The New Nazi Pope, 9. Coal Miners, 9. Supreme Court nomination six, Republican scandals five, Hurricane Wilma two, Iraq elections two, and none for the London Cube bombings or the Asian earthquakes out of 942. A nice variety. Some lot of bad crap. It was not a good year. 2005 was not a good year. I mean, you know, there are individuals out there going to say, well, I uh, had a good year because I got laid a lot, like somebody who's sitting there right now probably, at least one of them. I'm sure not the other one. But nevertheless, yeah, I had a good year. All good. Mine sucked. Your, George's year sucked. Josh had a really good year. He got laid a lot. And me, uh, that was okay. okay. I'm trying to think of like any major development. It was all right. It had its moments. Not spectacular. And certainly that Wilma thing. Uh, without Wilma, it would have been fine, you know? Yeah. Wilma kind of like screwed would've up everybody's life. Yes, it did. Gee, I wonder if uh, Izzy really died of a heart attack. You think? Is he going to be calling in? I sure hope he finished the job. Because you already got paid for it. Five six seven O five sixty, pound five sixty the Verizon Singular Wireless Lines. W D Q A M, hello. QAM?
4: And, and, sir,
13: Neil. Yes, sir. Scooper Chuck was a great guy. He used to play golf out of century goods. I used to see him out there all the time.
4: Right.
15: And do you remember the days when North Miami you knew all your neighbors in every direction from your house?
4: Yeah. I was
15: happy to know you were glad to know him. I I
13: don't think even if we changed the people and come back to a nice place, we'd really have to wipe out half the houses and
10: half the developments on the beach.
0: Well, I think one more hurricane season might just take care of that, you know. Maybe this is God's way of creating a cleansing experience for the community, you think? Because he does work in mysterious and evil ways, and often painful ways. Maybe all these hurricanes are his way of, like, purging out the swill, the slush from the community. You think? Possible. I mean, sure damn near worked in your house. Not near enough. But you do have your cable back, though,
6: right? Yes, yes. I mean, you know that's just <laughs> clipping along, man. It's just banging. Oh,
0: man. If you had a, uh, There's blood spurting out of my tongue right now, I'm biting yeah. so hard. Careful. Those three days that I spent down there, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this past weekend... That was a real fly-opener, I'll tell you that right now. And I was just, uh, oh, brother. There there are so many things lacking, you know, just uh, like, uh, it's like a tenth-rate life. And if your whole life is based on the beach and the palm trees and the ocean and you're in the sunshine, then you are in heaven. Other mm. than that, if it's anything beside that, you got problems. That's probably why 72% of the people want out. E- even I was shocked by that. yeah. Now, aren't you don't you think that's a little bit of a high number? But I mean it's like so it's a pretty good sample. It's like sixty six hundred votes of people that either are actively planning on getting out and working on or leaving or are like uh, wish they could. Seventy two percent. Right.
6: And like I wouldn't care if the electric was high for a good reason, but when you know that they're just got When you're getting raped and they've got eleven billion to buy another
0: utility and the public service commission gives them whatever they right. want,
6: then you know And like when the voters
0: vote on something, and then the uh, governor and the legislature do everything in their power to to kill it and to water it down and to stall and delay it. Stuff like that. uh, It's just a hopeless place, man. It's a Yahoo place. It could be, I've said this for years, it could be paradise, but it's not. Like when you find something running down your chin, you know, you think it could be paradise, but it's not. One for, there's another former defense secretary, Frank Carlucci. There's a real uh, gangster for you. There's a bad guy, Coochie Coochie, look out for Frank Carlucci. Always be nervous about guys whose last names end in C C I. You know, like Mariucci. No question. Oh boy. Hey, are you in a dead end job, underpaid? If your New Year's resolution is to get you a high paying career and a life, you gotta act now. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train right now at one eight six six Fast Train. Fast Train will get you trained and ready for your new high paying career in just a few short months. That's correct. You heard right. You can get a new high paying career in just a few short months. So the search for a life might be over real fast. The demand for medical coding specialists and computer professionals is an all-time high right now, and Fast Train offers convenient day, evening, and weekend classes, job placement assistance, and financial aid for people who qualify. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Fast Train placed over 100 individuals just like you in 2005. So check Fast Train out on the web at FastTrain.com. You better act now in order to obtain your new high-paying career because classes are quickly filling up. Don't miss the train of opportunity this year. Get out of your dead-end job, start making some real money, and find a serious life. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. This year, make your news resolution a reality by calling FAST-TRAIN today.
7: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560-GAS. Yeah. Hello, Mike. it?
12: Hello. Hello? Jennifer? What the hell's the matter, honey? I've
16: been kidnapped.
12: Are you crying? You sound like you're crying.
16: I've been kidnapped by aliens.
12: You've been kidnapped again?
16: By aliens?
12: You've been kidnapped by aliens? Where they done took you?
16: Albuquerque.
12: Albuquerque? Yes. Is that in America? Yes. Where is
16: it? In New Mexico. Where? New Mexico. Albuquerque is? Yeah. I was in Georgia. No, no, New Mexico. Okay.
12: <laughs> I don't believe you, honey. You don't have to lie to me. No,
16: I want to get married. I really do. It's just that I was kidnapped by aliens. Oh,
12: I believe you, honey.
16: they got short hair.
12: they got short hair? Yes. Who does?
16: But the aliens have short hair. Oh,
12: when you say short hair, you mean like Ryan Seacrest short?
16: A little longer than that. <laughs>
12: a little longer, like Fabio?
16: <laughs> it make it short of hair. All
12: right, honey, don't yell at me. I believe you. Where are you? Can I pick you up?
16: I'm at a 7 Eleven.
12: 7 Eleven? Yes. Can you get me a Slurpee? What? A Slurpee? What? A Slurpee? What? Like I- a blueberry one. What?
16: i just been kidnapped. I can't get you a slurpee.
12: All right, I'll get it myself.
16: <laughs>
12: you really been kidnapped, honey? Yes,
16: by aliens in a blue van.
12: Aliens drive a blue van? Yes. Like a Chevy van?
16: No.
12: Is it a Ford?
16: No. Well,
12: what kind of van is it? <laughs> what kind of van is it? <laughs> Did they do anything to you?
0: Now, let me ask you, we've got a new uh, general manager now. Greg Reed has uh, said farewell. He's moving on to uh, bigger and other things. Other things. And Joe Bell's new manager. Now, who's the new sales manager? Uh, I don't think there's been a change there. Uh, I beg your pardon? Do we have a bad connection? Hello? I haven't heard anything about that. Once-powerful lobbyist Jack Abramoff completed the second half of his plea deal with the government yesterday by admitting to conspiracy and wire fraud charges stemming from his 2000 purchase of a gambling boat fleet. Abramoff, 46, stood somberly before U.S. District Judge Paul C. Huck to plead guilty to two of the six criminal counts in an August grand jury indictment. Guilty, Your Honor, Abramoff said when Huck asked how he wanted to plead. Huck said a tentative sentencing date of March 16. The plea came a day after Abramoff entered guilty pleas to three other federal charges as part of the agreement with prosecutors requiring him to cooperate in a broad corruption investigation into members of Congress. It's going to smell so bad. It's going to be just unbelievable. It's going to be great. They're all running for cover, and they're all busy giving their money back, too, by the way. Oh, Newt Gingrich and uh, uh, Fat Bunny uh, yeah, Haster. Turns. Oh, yeah. Even the Bushmeister gave six grand back. Oh, we don't know where that came from. We never heard of this guy. Kind of like uh, Kenny Boyle, you know. Yeah. We have no idea who that is. And say hi to Kenny for us. Like a former business partner did last month, Abramoff pleaded guilty to concocting a false $23 million wire transfer that made it appear as if the pair contributed a sizable stake of their own in cash in the $147.5 million purchase of Sun Cruise Casinos, Mon. The plea agreement calls for a maximum sentence of just over seven years, but the sentence could be reduced if Abramoff cooperates fully and would run simultaneously with whatever sentence is imposed in the Washington corruption case. The remaining four counts in the Florida indictment will be dismissed. Wearing a dark double-breasted suit and tan baseball cap, unlike the John Gotti outfit he wore the day before, he ducked out of courthouse side door into a waiting car with his Washington lawyer, didn't talk to attorneys or reporters or anybody else, Abramoff's agreed to cooperate in a wide ranging corruption probe that could involve up to 20 members of Congress and aides, including Tom DeLay. Oh, yeah, and old Bob yeah. Ney. And they're going to really make hay with this, you can be sure of that. The scandal. These are the people that were going to bring integrity back to the White House. Remember that? After yeah. Bubba had the, the Monica business going on. Let's see, what's this? Uh, Facts from Eric and Coral Springs. Eric says, I just wanted to write and say I met Chuck Zink about four years ago when I was searching for a way to advertise my golf course. He was a genuinely sincere man who listened to what I had to say. His spots for my course were excellent, and I believe they helped my business. Also, just wanted to say I tried to advertise on WQA, and it was a joke, and when you complain about the people in advertising, just know there's at least one person out there who understands what you're talking about, says Eric. Thank you, Eric. God bless you, baby. Man, here's a guy that tells it like it is because... Salespeople are ice holes. Yeah, especially at QAM. How many times have we had over the years people say, I've had people come up to me at hockey games and say, you know, I really wanted to buy spots on your station, but I called this one or that one, and they never returned my call. How many times? About, About 30, man. About 30,000 times. Just uh, really pathetic. But you know something doesn't cost us any money? Like I said the other day yesterday, I'm turning over a new fig leaf. If they, if, they, if they don't want the money, if they don't want all the revenue that they could be making, hey, that's their problem, you know what? They're rolling in money. They're not missing any meals. I guarantee you the Beasleys are missing no meals. Robert Shear writes, good old Robert Shear Remember he got canned at the L.A. Times because yes, he do. was too liberal and they're like uh, moving all the liberals out. But nevertheless, he's got his own website, robertsheer.com. He says Abramoff's crimes are indicative of a deeper cesspool. Oh, man, like South Florida, a cesspool. Top Republican lobbyist Jack Abramoff is set to sing, and his long list of former buddies in Congress and the Bush administration are quaking in anticipation of possible indictments stemming from the consummate Beltway hustler's crass reign as the king of K Street. Casino Jack a former head of the College Republicans and a pioneer-grade fundraiser for the Bush 2000 campaign, pleaded guilty to three felony counts of conspiracy, mail fraud, and tax evasion in D.C. yesterday, and uh, was in Florida, well, this is uh, the day before, to plead guilty to fraud and conspiracy, etc. Abramoff and other defendants must also repay over $25 million to defrauded clients and another $1.7 million to the IRS, eh? But most important for the nation is that Abramoff is now detailing the massive web of corruption he spun inside the Beltway, which has already snared a top Bush official, Procurement Chief David Safavian, on charges of lying and obstructing criminal investigation, and reportedly threatens dozens of other D.C. players. When this is all over, this will be bigger than any government scandal in the last 50 years, both in the amount of people involved and the breadth to it. Stan Brand, former U.S. counsel who specializes in representing public officials accused of wrongdoing, told Bloomberg News it'll include high-ranking members of Congress and executive branch officials. Some of the Wild West field of this Beltway corruption was captured in Saturday's Washington Post expose, the Delay Abramoff Money Trail, in documents uh, in chilling detail how, among other scams, Abramoff funneled a portion of the millions he had been skimming from Indian casino operators with a cool, cool million from two Russian energy moguls through a shell organization called the U.S. Family Network and from there into the coffers of politicians in a position to help his clients. Ironically touting its commitment to moral fitness for the nation, the front group with a multi-million dollar budget had a single staff member housed in a back room of a capital townhouse it owned and rented out to other organizations like Link to Abramoff and Tom DeLay. The latter staffers called it ominously DeLay's safe house. This is apparently while DeLay felt the need to tout the U.S. Family Network in a 1999 fundraising letter as a powerful nationwide organization dedicated to restoring our government to citizen control. It was run by Edwin A. Buckham, Delay's former chief of staff, whose lobbying firm, the Alexander Strategy Group, carried Delay's wife, Christine, on its payroll. But the moral fitness of such cronyism pales in comparison to the scandal of how Abramoff drummed up support for his very clients under the cover of conservative morality. Isn't that like an oxymoron, conservative morality? Mm-hmm. For example... In order to block the ambitions of a rival tribe to the Choctaw Indians who had paid off millions, the U.S. Family Network sent a mailing to Alabama residents warning shrilly that the American family is under attack from all sides, crime, drugs, pornography, and one of the least talked about but equally as destructive, gambling. We need your help today to prevent the Poarch Creek Indians from building casinos in Alabama. The letter conveniently failed to mention, however, that the U.S. Family Network had received at least $250,000 from the gambling proceeds of the Choctaws. Another scam detailed in the Post story, which could be quickly uh, obtained uh, by Hollywood for a thriller, players in the mafia-dominated Russian energy industry slid a cool million-dollar payment through a now-defunct London law firm into the U.S. Family Network's account, which was de facto a slush fund for the Abramoff Delay Network. Citing the Reverend Christopher Gieselin, who served as a titular leader of the U.S. Family Network, the Post reported that Buckham told the Reverend the payment was intended to secure DeLay's support on legislation forcing the International Monetary Fund to bail out the faltering Russian economy without demanding the country raise taxes on its energy and other profitable industries. Right on cue, DeLay found his way onto Fox News Sunday to take up the Russian viewpoint. They're trying to force Russia to raise taxes at a time when they ought to be cutting taxes in order to get a loan from the IMF, he said. That's just outrageous. The IMF backed down. This is just an initial peek into the sordid world being revealed by Abramoff and two of his key cronies, now spilling the beans to federal investigators. But in the bigger picture, what we're witnessing is the death throes of the GOP revolution, which once promised to restore morality to Washington, but instead sank far deeper into a cesspool of corruption. Oh, I like that. A cesspool. Kind of like the QM sales department.
7: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Back is kind of like asking the brain surgery to operate on hemorrhoids.
2: Do, 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 do. Oh, I am a crooked old surgeon. Republican star, and you honey had to have a tasty
3: white fat bun,
2: and a morally Christian who can smoke, oh, 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 oh. For mansion shots toilets, I put my car in military contracts, yes, I'm that fat puke duke honey had hey. And I lost all I had in this world. My life is in ruins. I'm heading for the tomb, Like all the Oakland bush pumps, pointed by Jesus. Oh, oh I'm so going to miss that coinage. And, God, I guess I wasn't all that funny. 11 32,
0: 20. It sounded a little like Hannibal Lecter right there at the very end. Yeah, 28 till noon at QAM. a.m. So, anyway, guess which movie has got the most uh, nominations or awards by the Screen Actors Guild?
6: Oh, the gay cowboy
0: movie. Bareback Mountain. Right. Uh, now, how, how'd you like it? What did you tell me the review was? The review? You're not going to yeah. go see that. Now, I how are you see Magnolia, Josh? Well, uh, I don't know. Somebody has to give it, or or it
6: to Somebody me. said that they were going to bring a copy by for Josh, so we're waiting. We're holding our breath. Yeah.
0: Hold your breath. Just like everybody in the audience is going to be bringing food up to the press box during the Marlin season. I'm assuming there is going to be a Marlin season, by the way, I guess. I'm assuming. I don't know if they got enough players left to field a team, but, um, you know, you got to have nine. You think?
5: Yeah. Could be. Hopefully. They'll, they'll no, find, that's... you know, some minor
0: leaguers to throw in there. Yeah. Oh, now, see, Josh Korda said that. What, like they haven't done it already? I mean, what do you... Yeah, but if you want to solidify that easy job you got there and all that great free food you get from the Marlins organization. Yeah, that easy oh, job, yeah. but uh, the free food part, you know. You see, yeah, well, This... this this season, we'll work on up to the big time. We will just count on our old friend Troy from Balance for Life to bring you the food. We'll have all kinds of people bringing the food up there this year. I'm sure there will be. In fact, you know something? It just dawned on me. What's that? What were we begging for them to bring you this last baseball season? A pizza. Pizza. Oh, for me! There you go. See, somebody probably intercepted all the pizzas. The pizza burglar. Probably intercepted. Well, they probably were well, 20, maybe even uh, 30, 30 pizzas were brought up to you at uh, various games last season, and they never arrived for you guys because somebody intercepted them. The Stealth pizza Thief. This is a great. Well, I don't know what you're laughing about. That's his specialty, man. Set on a feather. Racing's on again, finishes the way off. This is a funny article by Diana Moskowitz. Hey, we'll get back back to you, Diana. Moscovitz? What kind of a name is that?
2: Oh, boy!
0: They took it all in. The new grandstand, clubhouse, and patio. Then they got down to Venice. Like a throwback to a bygone era, yesterday was all about horse racing at Gulfstream Park and Hallandale Beach. No concert series. Oh, no Gary Puckett and the Union Cap. No carnival rides. No uh, Johnny Maestro on the Brooklyn Bridge. No gimmicks of the past. This was an opening day for serious betters. The reason they didn't have any gimmicks going on is because they were discouraging people from coming out there. They wanted people to go to Calder to bet the Gulfstream races because uh, the track isn't finished and they don't want people to be, like, disappointed, they said. Just go to Calder and plunge your guts out on the Gulfstream races. Many shrugged off the unfinished second and third floors in the new clubhouse. Their views of promised luxury restaurants blocked by green tarps but already advertised on flags across the parking lot. They got fags in the parking lot. Yellow tape marked closed-off areas, construction dust, and the smell of fresh paint hung in the air. Never mind all that, said Joe Hudson, on his 30th year 30, man. of visiting the races. There was the new grandstand without a scuff, gleaming bathrooms with slick tiles. Oh, man. Oh, by the way, the rumor is that the Palestinians peed on the potato lock Is that uh, Ariel Sharon ate at Hanukkah. Those bastards. They're getting even. For, see, uh, they hit us, so we hit them back. Getting even with Arafat. It's a beautiful facility. Too bad it's not complete, Hudson said. This was an older crowd dotted with walkers, canes, and plenty of gray hair. (laughs) Oh, that's very unusual for Gulfstream Park. Not. Most keep a home in South Florida, but some live here part-time. Time Time spent at Gulfstream is measured in decades, and they know how to bet. Horses are called by their numbers, not names. It's hitting a race, not winning a race. They jot down every horse, scratched and jockey change. You know... Diana, it's really wonderful. You must know a lot about horse racing, as if, as if it's a novelty that horses are called out by their numbers when you go to make a bet. And if, Diana, really knew anything about the track, she'd understand that the old cockers at Gulfstream that lay their racing form down in front of them at the window while there are ten people standing behind them, these are not people who know how to bet. They're an impediment to everybody else's enjoyment. Among them were a few, like Mike Nolan, who said the new grandstand was getting away from racing. He couldn't see the horses clearly at the new saddling paddocks. Maybe he's got the Keith Jackson syndrome. He paid 10 bucks to get in the clubhouse, and it was too expensive. Well, he's right about that. You know, one thing about going to the thoroughbreds, they soak you 10 bucks to go into the clubhouse at Gulfstream now. It's like, uh, I wonder how much, the, I'll have to ask Hank tomorrow, how much the racing form is these days, and then plus the program. It's got to be like 3 4 bucks, and then a tip sheet. You, you waste 15 bucks before you even get in the door, before your ass is in the seat. Even uh, George can't afford that. George nope. would love to go out to the track. Yeah, George would love to go anywhere Great. if you get a free meal and they'd just not go home. That's right. Except they're that trying to get, right get too that. fancy, Nolan said, but it's a beautiful plan, a gorgeous plan. Better started at the paddock, bobbing for one last look at the competition. Then the trumpeter called the horses
11: <laughs>
0: And um, to the track for the post parade. They stretched along the fences three rows deep, and the smell of construction gave way to dirt and ocean breeze, and probably the smell of some of those colostomy bags that the old farts are wearing, too. A few hard hats bobbed among the crowd. Hallandale Beach's condos towered in the distance. One unfinished building flanked by construction cranes. See, at Hialeah, they used to have, like, flamingos and whooping cranes. Here we got construction cranes. Each race started in near silence, only the announcer's voice following the horses. Then they came around the turn. Then the shouting started, reaching a crescendo, drowning out the clapping hooves or commentary. Come on, baby! Turn it up! You can get around! Come on, baby! It's got like a... um, like, like three Y's at the end of baby there, a little exaggeration. The horses cross the finish. The announcer calls out a winner. Most of the crowd sulks away. See that? She's like saying that uh, most everybody lost their ass. Kind of a thing is that. Among the betters are Tony Vanacore and Irving Goldberg. Vanacore puts his time spent at Gulfstream as many many years. Goldberg is a little more specific, estimating 25. Goldberg hit the first race. Vanacore didn't, but he had many more to go. The longest lines were for bets, not food. The most read publication was the Gulfstream Handicrapper, tucked under arms and rolled into pockets, always within reach. The daily racing form is a close second. For those less inclined to stand online, walking bet takers were on call. They wore navy blue shirts, bet with me in pink letters on the back, and electronic betting machines slung across their shoulders like purses. Soon, slot machines will join the fray. Voters approved them in Broward last year, and Governor Jeb Bush signed them into law Wednesday. We're waiting for slots, Goldberg said. That's the real opening day. Absolutely How do you like that? Even the old cockers are saying we're waiting for the slots. And one thing that the Kerry have failed miserably, all of them over the last many years, getting living and breathing and young people to come out. Once the slots start, that's going to change totally. You'll see. Even Josh is going to be there trying to win his three million.
6: I'm sure I will. And just wait till they get those topless cigarette girls.
0: Matter of fact, I got uh, ninety eight dollars and fifty cents on the Ontario on the six forty nine Lotto last night. Of course, I spent two hundred, but that's not too bad. In fact, I, I think when you go gambling, if you get half your money back, you should be pretty happy. Not as happy as the one guy that won the ten million cash in the Lotto last night, but it wasn't me. And of course, yeah, I didn't have to tell you it wasn't me, did I? No. You want to know why? Because uh, we hear your voice now. That is correct. Got a new manager, a new general manager oh! at QN, Joe Bell. We welcome with open arms and legs. This, this is Neil Rogers. Rogers. This is 560
7: QAM. Back on. This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil Godd.
3: Of corn, and short of torn and forlorn about seeing some gay porn. Hey, all the critics say this picture's great, but I brought along a female date to watch those two fellows with those hats, consummate. Well they got down on their horns. Cause they both were feeling fancy. They made a lot of noise. Those two actions were rending, The tennis started rocking and nobody bothered knocking. They were making love to a cowboy. Everybody said, making love to a cowboy. Shakespeare, the court, and singing the red horse. They got out the horse, cause they both were feeling dandy. They made a lot of noise, because those two ranchants were ready. Then they it started rocking, and nobody found them knocking. They were making love to a cowboy. Everybody say making love to a cowboy. That them <laughs> Making love.
0: Cowboy, you fairy. 14 till noon at QAM. We got the Molmeister at two, and then we got Mad Dog. Three solid hours of a Jim it. All right. Four to seven. Mark that down on your sleeve. Pretty unusual. In fact, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, and Saturday, and et cetera. Three days this week. How about Friday? Let me take a look at the schedule. Oh yeah, and another four out of the five days he's got the whole three hours. Well, I bet you he's not too happy about that. All right. Now what are you eating now? I bet you're eating like uh, Brad Tony's. No, That's how it's always. Howie's? Oh, yeah, it sounds to me like you're drowning in it.
6: Well, I had there was a big chunk of pork in that sandwich. In honor of Ariel Sharon, I'm porking up on pork.
0: Oh my God, that probably is what put Ariel over the edge with that oh, pork uh, sandwich from Pollo Tropical. It's pulled pork, you know. I'll be damned. Don't start. Brad has a facts here. He says the prices for a seat facing the track at Gulfstream on a regular day are ten bucks for the Don Handicap and the Sunshine Millions, twenty bucks. Fountain of Youth Day, 50 bucks, and Florida Derby Day, 75 bucks. That's effed up, says Brad, and you are absolutely, absolutely. correct here. So if I were you, I'd like to go over to Calder and watch, uh, uh, no matter what day, I'd watch it there, because I'm sure they're not going to soak the public, those kind of prices. Now, well, I don't really know that for a fact, but I would just think so. But what kind of prices are those, you know? Of course, once they get the slots, see, it puts everything into perspective. It makes everything, it changes everything. Because what, what's 50 bucks or 75 bucks when you're losing thousands at the slots? Well, what's a few bucks, right? Right. Who cares? Got some good news, by the way, for the John Stewart fans. Guess who's going to be uh, hosting the... Um, Oscars. Oscars. John Stewart. What a good guess. How'd you guess that? It was on the news earlier. As the clock ticks ever closer to the 78th annual Academy Awards on March 5th, which I certainly will go. Oh, and South Park was kind of cute last night. It was the one with uh, what's her name, Kathy Lee? Gifford. It was oh, cute.
6: oh, that was a, that's great. But good news is for you that uh, somebody burned us a copy of the oh, uh, yeah. of that one, that one that uh, got the Catholics all upset. The one about Tom Cruise and the Catholics. So I will be sending you your copy.
0: All right, all right, sports fans. How did I ever live without South Park? You know, The Simpsons, Simpsons is a good show, it's, but I, uh, mean, you know, I don't it, need to see it. It's you know? lukewarm it's, compared yeah, to South exactly. Park. Yeah, exactly. But South Park is so great. How, oh. how have I ever, I guess I'm just stubborn. Is that they're it? Just,
6: yes, you are. you got the cartoon stigma going. Plus, you know those guys are Canadian. Oh,
5: no.
0: That's,
6: I, I, that's huh? they're, they're
0: Colorado. Well, they're from Denver. Denver. I thought they yeah. went to, uh, the, no, no, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Columbine. Didn't they go to Columbine High School? Uh, I think they drove by it.
1: No, no, seriously. Yeah, one of the, one of in, the guys
0: did, yeah. In Bowling for mm-hmm. Columbine, Michael right. Moore interviewed one of the guys, and he uh, went to Columbine Tricks. High Tricks. School. What is wrong with you, man? Drugs. Oh. I, well, you must be sharing. No, I'm not. You're supposed to be the South Park, Park experts. I'm the silly old goat. <sighs> cool. Yeah, but you've seen that movie more than me. Yeah, I have. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences has finally found a host, uh, John Stewart. Who, like I said last week, is, uh, you know, he's, he's funny at times, but he's okay. Sources, he's uh, a little overdone. He, he Sources, gets
6: better. What? He, he gets better with time. He had to grow. in it? Yeah.
0: Sources confirmed Stewart's selection, which was reported last night by the L.A. Times Oscar watch site, theenvelope.latimes.com. An Academy spokesman declined comment. He's mum. The assignment would represent the first Oscar hosting spot for Stewart, or headlines Comedy Central's The Daily Show. Stewart does have black-tie experience, though, having hosted the Grammy Awards in 2001 and 2002. Oscar cast producer Gil Cate's choice of a host had been the subject of mounting suspense in Hollywood, just like the general manager's situation at QAM. People are on the edge of their seats picking their nose and picking each other's... Wrecked Chris Rock, last year's host, was asked not to reprise the role. Reportedly, Billy Crystal, who's hosted eight times, turned it down. And you know something? I like Billy Crystal, but enough already, you know? Yeah, maybe that's why I turned it down. It's kind of like Burt Parks. Don't you think we ought to bring back Burt Parks for one more Miss America? No, no, thank you. Here she comes. Just like Dick Clark. If he can be on, why not Burt Parks? Just because he's dead. Speculation also would centered on such other previous hosts as Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, no. And Steve Martin. You fair. Oh, no. Anyway. I shouldn't have said that about Steve Martin. I be, you'll be assuming I'm saying things. Which, you know. Oh, I, maybe never, I am. Never give it a thought. Well, think about it. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty pound. There's Lou Dobbs. Well, hey, Lou, you idiot. Boy, do I hate him. He just wanted... Of course, almost anybody on CNN is despised. Uh-huh. Like that pedantic, idiotic uh, Wolf Blitzkrieg who acts like he's talking to a kindergarten class. Uh, in West Virginia. And, oh, and just the way he phrases they're kind of like your president, you know. Any word with more than two syllables, he kind of like has to pronounce it out like in, oh, man. America, let's face it, baby, you've had it. 300 million people, I bet you like 100 million of them are like dumber than sawdust. And why, how come I'm being so generous? First, I was talking about those poor bastards in West Virginia, those coal mining families. Mm-hmm. Man, that's too close to Tennessee for comfort. That's the problem. Then, speaking of uh, Josh and his Texas Longhorns, I saw those Hook'em Horns people in the crowd. Oh, jeez. And you wonder why I rooted for USC? <laughs> My God. Talk about a bunch of inbred retards. Good golly, Miss Molly. And, of course, uh, that's where your president is from. So what does that tell you? Crawford, Texas. That's right. Good old boy, and Laura Bush, and of course uh, Lady Bird Johnson—a shrub, a tree, and a bush—and now we got the Bush part. Speaking of Bush, Reggie Bush, man, he blew that game with that uh, stupid lateral in the first quarter of the first half. What was he thinking about? I I don't know. I would say the game—it's like his fault. What, what do you mean it wasn't his fault? He's the one who made a. Uh, and, and the guy tried like the last The guy he tried the lateral it to wasn't even looking. He wasn't expecting it. They were going. They were driving right down the field. They were they were eating up the Penn State defense like sieve, water through a sieve. Yeah, what what and, game did you watch? And if he would
5: have made the play, it would have been the greatest play ever. So you know that's how it goes.
0: It was a stupid, undisciplined play that cost him the game. Cost him a touchdown. It was in and a the big first leave. quarter. What, well, let me ask you something. Do points in the fourth quarter count more than points in the first quarter? No, they don't, but you can't say I that cost them the game. They would have had a big lead, baby. Big lead. Stupid play, Reggie. Well, what do you expect from a guy's last name is Bush? Good point. Yeah. See? Now we're finally uh, reaching the area of agreement. I- I'm serious, though. That, that kid, um, the quarterback, Vince his name, Vince Young, for uh, Texas... I've never seen anybody like him. I mean, he, he makes Michael Vick seem like a statue. He's just he's slippery, man. You can't tackle him. On that last drive in the game, they one play when it got down to like the nine-yard line, it took four guys to tackle him. Remember that play? I do, and they knew it was coming. Yeah, and then they knew it was coming at the end of the game. They still weren't nowhere near him when he just waltzed right in there. A walk, walk in, almost walk off the field touchdown. Oh, it wasn't walk off. Bad uh, clock management, too, by Pete Carroll. He got out coached in that game. I know he's had a, a great run there and won two national championships and all of that, but he got out coached uh, last night. Yeah, he did. Too bad, Pete. Of course, you want to know why? Why is that? There's one word that keeps coming up every time I see Pete Carroll on the uh, sideline J E T S Jets. Suck. Jets. See, it's the Jets factor, man. You hear the choking and gagging sounds. WQAM, hello.
10: Yeah, Josh is getting late, but the
0: top WQAM, hello. WQAM, hola.
13: My shirt is two eighty five.
0: WQAM, hello. QAM. Hi. Yes.
13: In a
14: little tribute to Chuck Zink, he was also a great pitchman, and uh, maybe George will remember this too. Burger King, close to you. Buy, off order, two best burger Bar for miles around. Well, not fried. How does that sound? <laughs> I remember it <laughs> now.
0: Great. That's better than hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, and uh, don't forget us. Don't forget it. Don't forget check-sink, man. Amen. Bye-bye. Thanks. Good job, by the way. She was excellent. See, it goes to show you. Keep punching those buttons, man. Just keep if punching them. after about $200, you will get one. There, there you go. So what's wrong with that? Nothing. That was a good idea. What is wrong with that? It's good when you can get 200 calls. Over across the street, man, they don't get 200 calls in six months. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, Juice, what do you think, Juice? Let's have some dolphin love, Juice. Yeah, yeah. Dolphin love. Yeah, Dolphin Love. It's kind of like Monkey Love, only a little bit bigger. You going to make a movie about that, too? Mm-hmm. That's coming soon. Mayor. Let me to QAM. Hello, yes. Mayor, how are you? Good. Did,
13: did, did, I don't know if you talked about it. Did you hear Letterman? O'Reilly was on Letterman? And yeah, and ripped-
0: Letterman ripped him in ass, and that's great and uh, wonderful. Okay, I don't watch Letterman. And, again, they showed the clips again last night, and uh, I'm not interested. I, in fact, when the game was on, because I was in my high-definition channel, so I was flipping back and forth. And I actually did see about two minutes of Letterman, which I haven't seen him in years. And other than getting like fatter, uh, I, I I didn't really see very much there. I, I you know he knocked Bush, he ripped Bush about something, and the audience was like, ah. even the audience was like uh, semi-comatose, you know. And Paul Schaefer was like repeating everything he said. Ah. Paul Shaffer's like kind of like he, the bird. You why did he do that? He's like the bird. Oh, he's actually worse, because the bird never just repeated your dialogue. No, he just back. tackled. But, yeah. but he's got to repeat everything Dave said. Like, in case, in case the it. audience missed it the yeah. first time or it didn't sink in, or maybe it really wasn't very funny, you know? I mean, it's, it's good that he ripped Bill O'Reilly and ass, but the obvious question is, why did he have him on in the first place? Why well, give him the publicity, see? Well, what's the point? I don't know. So, so, obviously, he was also benefiting by having this loser honor Because that's us in the media, man. We're all a bunch of whores. That's all. They're all whoring off each other. And O'Reilly doesn't give a crap that he ripped him an ass because he just got more free publicity on there. He doesn't care, and everybody was talking about it. Just like Stern is on for the hour, for the hour. Let's hope there's no natural disasters tonight or no more breaking news, no more forest fires, because we've got to have Stern on for the entire hour on King. 1,055 votes, and our goal is still 1,000. You think we can make it? Oh, easy. We've got a shot. we got a shot at making our goal during the show. The most overdone news story of the past year. The missing chick in Aruba, 363. How did that ever turn out? Oh, uh, it's coming along nice. They're getting closer. Are they? I heard that Dutch kid's getting closer, too. Terry and her... Cube! 266. Runaway Bride, 188. Michael Jackson, trial 90. Fort Lauderdale kid goes to Iraq, 56, as in Q, 56. Hurricane Katrina, 20. Rosa Parks dies, 19. See, the decreasing numbers means uh, people thought it was more important. Iraq War, 13. New Nazi Pope, 11. Coal miners, 10. Solamente, D.H.E. Republican scandal, 6. Supreme Court nomination, 6. Iraq elections, 5. Hurricane Wilma, 2. See, Wilma, we think, is uh, mighty important because most of us got screwed bad. London bombings in the Cube. None. Oh, those Brits, man. Why can't they just call it the subway like normal people? No, it's the Cube. And Asian earthquakes, also none. Now, do you really think that the, um, I don't know, well, I guess because it was a terrorist thing, see? Oh, and speaking of that, speaking of the news media being sick and getting things wrong, do you remember they had those big explosions at the, um, where the hell was it, in England, a few weeks ago? That was, that was right before I went to Amsterdam. Okay. And the first day they said it was an accident, and then the second day, oh, no, it's terrorist-related, and, it and then by the time I got there, oh, well, no, it was nothing. It was an accident. And uh, somebody got hurt. How do you like that? Yeah. Well, how come they don't they don't correct it? Shut how come up, they don't say? Oh, that's right. I forgot. And by the way, those people in the coal mine. Yeah, how they do it? Still alive. still alive. This is
7: Neil Rogers. This is Five Sixty Q A M. Hey,
2: this is Steve Goldstein, but you can call me Kelty. Whenever I'm in town, I listen to.
7: Wait a minute, I am in town. It's the 12 to 1 hour. Stop! Mo Howard David. It's Tuesday, Seth There isn't Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know. It's the Cats and Yeah again. Uh, but today, uh, we're not going to talk about anything that happened on the show that preceded me. So don't be calling me here and calling me Mo. The name ain't Mo. Understand? It's Mo Howard and David. Now, on with the droning moronics of sports. Do we have that uh, actuality queued up?
8: I guess. Okay. Everybody in the organization gave 100% after spending
9: the evening with transvestite hookers and said, give me the ball, 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 give me the, the, the ball. Okay, you joining
7: us here on the phone. We got, sir, Peter King. Peter King. You know Peter King. He's famous. Sports royalty, I tell you. Uh, what do you say there, Pete? Who is this? Who are you? Tonight, I'm Larry King. 30,000 dead women and children. We're approaching 3,000 dead
9: troops in Iraq. No one can afford to drive. And the president is having someone read an email to him. So joining me tonight will be the remains of Hermione
7: Dingold. That uh, wasn't Peter King.
2: I know. I'm sorry. Got him now.
7: All right. Is this you, Pete? <laughs> no. Who's this?
2: Stephen King. Oh, oh
7: Stephen King. Huh? Yeah. Well, you don't scare me. I don't, huh?
2: No. Boo! Roy! Right. Help!
3: Get me off the chandelier! Why did you put a chandelier in the studio in the first place?
0: I wanted a place to look more like it's a great
3: I get me off of here! Looks like I don't have to. Right.
0: So I guess Mo's going to be hanging around a little bit longer, huh? 12.02 at 5.60, WQM. Happy Thursday, January the 5th. All of a sudden, it just, I don't know, it feels like the new year. We're finally into the swing of it, yeah? We're swinging. All the holidays behind us, we got the Greg Reed mystery is finally solved. And uh, he, like I said, gave me a very nice call yesterday. We confabulated for about 20 minutes on the phone. It was very pleasant, very complimentary, very uh, ass looking It was just fine. Then they had the big meeting at 10 o'clock this morning. Our new general manager is Joe Bell. Rhymes with swell. That's fine. Right. We're real happy about that. He's coming over from KISS, which means probably Joe Bell's not a sports nerd. You know what I'm saying? He's probably a sports fan, but not a sports nerd. See the difference? Right. Which is good for us, because the sports nerd factor has always been uh, kind of a thorn in our ass, wouldn't you say?
6: I'm sorry, I, didn't, I missed that last part.
0: Guitarist Pete Townsend has warned iPod users they could end up with hearing problems as bad as his own if they don't turn the volume of the music they're listening to down on the earphones. Turn it down! Townsend, 60, guitarist from the 60s band The Who, said his hearing was irreversibly damaged by years of using studio headphones and that he's now forced to take 36-hour breaks between recording sessions to allow his ears to recover. How do you like that? 36 hours, it's like a day and a half. Well, wow. isn't that something? It's I've unwittingly helped to invent and refine a type of music that makes its principal components deaf, he said on his website. Hearing loss is a terrible thing. That's what Rush said. Da, 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 da. He was popping them Hearing loss is a terrible thing because it cannot be repaired. If you use an iPod or anything like it, or your child uses one, you may be okay, but my intuition tells me there is terrible trouble ahead. Uh-oh. Well, guess what movie I saw parts of last night. It looked like a pretty good movie, but I didn't see enough of it. I give up big problem. Sleepers. Sleepers? Not singular, not the Woody Allen sleeper, but right. sleepers with um, Brad Pitt and um, um, Robert De Niro and uh, Dustin Hoffman.
6: Don't think I saw it. Sleepers. I'm sure I remember. I three or
0: four stars on the screen there on the uh, uh, thing, on the blurb. It's about the, and it's supposed to be a true story. It's written on a very controversial book by a guy who claimed that in the uh, juvenile centers in New York that these three guys got together and they decided to kill somebody out of revenge and they committed the perfect crime and Brad Pitt was the lawyer and he, uh, whatever.
6: I, 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 I saw oh, parts. I think I did see that.
0: Because I was watching the football game, so obviously that was more important than watching some stupid-ass movie. But it looked pretty good to me. Maybe somebody in the audience has seen sleepers. I'm sure we got a lot of sleepers out there. I think I saw it. No, and it couldn't have been that good, though, because you know, like if you don't remember it? Yeah, I know. How good could it have been? It didn't leave a lasting impression. Fair. Could have been fair. Oh. Referring to the increasingly popular practice of downloading music from the Internet, Townsend said, The downside may be that on our computers, for privacy, for respect to family and coworkers, and for convenience, we use earphones in almost every stage of interaction with sound. The Who Rock group was famous for its ear-splitting live performances, but Townsend said his problem was caused by using earphones in the recording studio. Get your ass out of that studio, Pete! You lunatic! You you fairy! Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty the Verizon singular wireless line. Coal miners are doing really fine. They came to the church, you know. They kept showing those scenes of those people in church, and we're good Christian people. And now, with the Lord, we provided us with a miracle, and He's taken it away, and we're starting to have doubts. Mm-hmm.
6: Well, better late than never. Maybe God is punishing you for being presumptuous and thinking yeah, you know what he wants. Yeah. Better
0: late than never, okay? All you Jesus freaks out there, all the God squad, you crazy people, praying to a, a non-existent entity up there. It's supposed to be listening. To, there's like three. How many? Uh, how many people we got like six, seven billion people on the planet, mm-hmm. and everybody's praying at the same time. You talk about good hearing, but the Lord must have fantastic hearing. He what? He like have. He must have a million sets of ears. Well, he doesn't use headphones. That's why. Is that what it is? Well, maybe he better start. Maybe that's why he's not hearing too clear. Maybe he got the message wrong. Maybe maybe, maybe he got confused and he thought that they were praying that they'd like, all die so they could collect the insurance or something, or sue, or sue the coal company. Maybe he doesn't be- speak English. And believe you me, they will. But they're oh, they're going to get hit with lawsuits that haven't been invented yet. Yeah. I guarantee you, every ambulance chaser or attorney in, the, in the North America is on their way to West Virginia with a banjo on it. WQAM, Hello. Probably Jordan's from the Beasleys. Yes, sir.
15: Hey, Neil. How are you doing, buddy?
0: All right.
15: Listen, uh, is it too late to add something to the poll? No. Well, as a sports fan, not a sports nerd, right? All year long for the last six months, the T.O. story last year. I mean, I mean, every time he took a... a yeah, dope, every,
0: time he, every time he farted, we had to know what flavor it was.
15: And you got it. All right. Listen, also, um, don't pick on Wolf too much on CNN. Because if you see how that network's run, right, he speaks like that so the executives to understand what's going on in the world.
0: Huh? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think you I mean think you spent too much time in the situation room, man. Yeah, not me. Good luck to you, Pally. Me too, buddy. Yeah, we're here in the situation room and uh well, And they're talking to these, like, important people in the world, people who actually mean something. Well, we have to go back to Wolf Blitzer in the Situation Room, but, uh, you know, you people at CNR are crazy people. You're, you're insane. You're out of your freaking minds. And MSNBC just outdo you. They, like, uh, got Rita Cosby and that Mr. Bowtie on here and that ponderous terminal Joe Scarborough who's got a personality like a rock. I don't mean the rock, like a rock, like Iraq, like a dead man. Jesus! You ever seen Joe Scarborough? Yeah, I have seen him. Oh my God! Former Florida Congress stiff. Just, just a uh, oh. Even Mark Foley said he's never been that stiff. Hey, Mark, you ferry. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon and Singular wireless line. I think it's great that Florida's going gay. Yeah, we're gonna have a gay governor, Charlie Crist, and we got Mark Foley there in Palm Beach County. Isn't that, isn't that something? Something. It's something. I wonder if all them rednecks know about that. Oh, here's the uh, doctor's update on condition on the blast survivor. Okay, good, thank you. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Pretty good, Pally.
11: Yeah, I just wondered if you read the news from Iraq today. I didn't hear all your show yet.
0: Yes, I did. About all the dead people, yeah, and <laughs> seven more American, seven more American soldiers killed. Yes.
11: No, no, no. There was uh, a bunch of people.
0: And the 210 dead uh, Iraqis, yes.
11: Yeah, just the people that were applying to be cops there. Right, right. Yeah. They're all, right. all dead. I'm glad you uh, let everyone know about that.
0: Thanks for the bad news. Bye. Yeah, more good news from Iraq. See, we always start with to try to get that out of the way. We don't want to depress you. And we certainly don't want to spread any, like, negative propaganda because that would make us unpatriotic and un-American. Un-American, that's right. Kind and of. unsupportive of our troops. Most of them, by the way, want to get the hell out of there and get back home. Oh, come on. Yeah. I say bring them all back right now. Well, what's the point? I bring them all back by, like, uh, the weekend. By the end of the day, Sunday, all the troops come back. And whatever the Iraqis do to each other, with each other, uh, it's, it's just like my feeling about the Middle East. If the Jews and the Palestinians want to kill each other, uh, Te Salud, baby, have a good time. Right, Gordish Telford. Go for it. You know, I mean, if, that, if that's what you want to do, uh, have a good time over that piece of crap in the desert there, you know. Could we stay oh, it but it's later. the Holy Land. Yeah, holy my ass. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Holly, holy. Remember that, Neil Diamond? Holly, holy boy. Can he sing? or no. He makes me caca. And the fact that you reminded me he's Jewish. You're always doing that, man. It's because you're anti-semantic. That's right. Who was the other one? Oh, James Woods. What? See, I don't know why you don't like Neil Diamond. Because he, he sucks? Because he thinks he's a great singer. Other than that, uh, you know, he's, name, name me a good Neil Diamond song. You're just looking for a way to sneak that crap on here. See through me like I was playing. Oh, oh. Holy, holy.
1: Oh, by the way, whatever happened to Holly on Guiding
0: Light? And where's Philip that's supposed to still be alive, but we forgot about that plot, that storyline? Man. These people that write the soap opera scripts, they do it just to aggravate the viewer. That's, that's the whole purpose of it, just for aggravation's sake. Here's a good one. Yeah.
6: Oh, Cracklin' Rosie uh, took her. Crap. Yeah. Not Crack Smokin' Rose. This one. one From your favorite movie, The Song. It sounds better when Uma Thurman dances to it. I see. What is that song? Girl, you'll be a woman soon. Oh, man, that's older than uh, Methuselah. Sounds very pedophilic to me if you ask me. (laughs) 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 Neil.
0: Oh. You ought to know. So what? About uh, all those things. I ate my bag. Dad. In fact, there are a lot of people in our audience who were all excited about that uh, Virginia story when they heard there were minors involved. Twelve minutes past <laughs> noon. Twelve minutes past noon at 560 WQAM. we got the mole man coming along at 2 o'clock. I wonder what his take is on that thing. He probably won't even mention it, you know. Why what? would he when he's got two, only two hours to spend? When you got that, that may have been one of the greatest football games ever played last night. Am I wrong about that? It was very good, very entertaining. You don't think it was one of the great games ever, especially uh, a national a national championship game between a, uh, an ace and a deuce? Yeah, it's arguable. Well, I mean,
5: it went down to the last play. I think the USC Notre Dame game this past year was way better.
0: Yeah, but that wasn't a championship game. That was that, that was that was a regular season game, and the ending was phenomenal. And yada yada yada. And Reggie Bush pushed him over the goal line in the end zone. I saw that. That was fine. Although, don't be picking on my boy Brady Quinn, please. But uh, no, as far as a championship game, a bowl game, this had to be one of the all-time greats. In spite of what Josh is saying, and, uh, and you ought to be, you ought to be thumping on your breast about it because it was uh, you picked Texas to win. I did. Nobody around here thought that that was going to happen. And I apologize to Jorge and whoever he was that faxed me yesterday. I thought I had given you a winner. I mean, when you got a twelve-point lead with six minutes left, you think that you got the game. But you know, when you can't make the big play, when you can't tackle anybody, uh, you're not going to win a game. And when your coach goes for it on fourth and two, damn near out there in midfield, like on a 42-yard line, that was really bad. I, I can see it was like fourth and an inch, you know? Yeah. yeah. In addition to which, it's fourth and two. He's got Reggie Bush on the sideline. Not too smart. I mean, huh? Not too small. Even, even if he had him in there just as a decoy, so that at least takes a couple of guys that are going to key in on him, thinking he's obviously going to get... No. And he didn't even come close to making it. They, they didn't even come close. Pete Carroll, my ass... Anyway, it was, just, it was a great game. And Texas, as much as I can't stand them and their obnoxious Hook'em Horns fans, they, they deserve to win it. See, fair is fair, you know what? Damn it. Twelve. Well, I mean, you know, I was rooting for USC. That Matt Leinert, he looks uh, pretty good to me. Okay. I'd like to sit down and have a little chat with him. Twelve thirteen at 560 WQAM. Hey, Happy New Year from the fine folks at Armstrong, Florida, Homestead. 2005 was a great year, and thousands of new customers took advantage of the Neal deal and bought their new Ford from Armstrong Ford. Thousands. Why do people shop there? It's easy, because Armstrong Ford guarantees you a great price, great service after the sale, and that personal touch that comes from a local family owner dealership that wants you coming back again and again. Pick up the phone right now and call General Manager David Rich at 305 two four seven fifty one twelve and don't forget when you buy a new Ford from Armstrong, Ford or Homestead, you still get that unbelievable exclusive tires and batteries for life program. That's right. Free tires and batteries for the life of your car. That could save you thousands of dollars. David Rich and the staff at Armstrong Ford will guarantee you that you won't find a better price anywhere in town. And like I always tell you, because they're locally owned and operated, they will treat you like you wouldn't believe because they want to make you a customer forever and ever. No bait and switch, no phony sales. So start off the new year with a new Ford. From our good friend David Rich and the staff at Armstrong Ford of Homestead, you'll find them at 30725 South Dixie Highway, just 20 easy minutes south of the old 836. Check them on the web, armstrongcars.com, then drive maybe a few miles extra, but you're going to save a ton of cash when you do your car shopping at Armstrong Ford of Homestead.
7: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Here's, I'll show you mine.
3: If he came back for Christmas, what would Jesus do? Tell his if he came
0: back for Christmas, what would Jesus do? Remove their bumper stickers and tell Christians to kiss his ass.
3: If he came back for Christmas, what would Jesus do? Find a parapet, remove their bumper stickers and tell Christians to kiss his ass. If he came back for Christmas, what would Jesus do? Slap Bill O'Reilly, find the pair of pants, remove their bumper stickers, and tell Christians to kiss his ass. If he came back for Christmas, what would Jesus do? Close Walmart down. Slap Bill
0: O'Reilly, find the pair of pants, remove their bumper stickers, and tell Christians to kiss his ass. Hey, get off your fax machine there, Fats. So up there in Orlando, Eric's on the fax, and I'm trying to fax him in the poll for tomorrow. No, that's okay. i got plenty of time. You that's hear that not? in the back? Beep, beep. You hear it? Nice sound right. effects. Can you hear it? Yeah, and if the hotline rings, it's
6: also a fax-wrong number. What do you mean by that? It it's was ringing. We answered it. It was a fax.
0: Well, I thought maybe it was somebody who wanted to talk about Skipper Chuck. Well, that's what we thought, too, and uh, it Something in the business. And it turned out to be one of them uh, fax things. Beep. Yeah. Don't you hate that? Lots 1219, let's get a whole bunch of calls in between now and 2 o'clock. Uh, the calls today have been fabulous, in spite of what that one Ojan provocateur. And then that, that, that's one of the things about the callers, uh, among many things, you know, that really is most amusing. Oh, these callers have nothing to say to that woman that went on about uh, the letter with Chuck Zink. And, uh, you know, and well, what do you got? Uh, nothing but nothing but negativity and hostility and hate. Hate. <laughs> That's it. That's, that's the sound of South Florida, baby. We hate, hate you. We don't even know you, but we still hate We already hate you. It's like, you know, if you get new, new neighbors that move in, heaven help them. Because all, all their new neighbors hate them, and they don't even know who they are yet. They haven't met them yet. They hate you. And, by the way, you know what? Some of my neighbors? Yeah, what about I them? hate them. Oh. Five. <laughs> I don't want to mention which ones. Especially ones that live so close. In that direction there? Yeah. Oh, I know who you're talking about. No, you don't. 567056. Oh, five, do you know what a boy Gary once lived in my block? Remember that? Yes, I do. Right down the street. And that one day after he got canned and he came and knocked on my door and like uh, came in and bada-beep, bada-boop, bada. Wow. And man tried suing everybody for getting the can because he thought that he had a job for life. Was he dumb or <coughs> what? What an idiot. WDQAM, Hello. Q-I-M.
6: Don't you like the sound of that call? Oh, Josh, you've got to fix the phones back. Oh, no. Don't. I, I just see that That's what happens when you again. answer it. you got to just uh, reverse what you did there, Josh. Wait a minute. Q-I-M. Oh, yes. Okay, good. Hey, how's it going?
15: Okay. Listen, I guess, uh, Judge, what you said about uh, Pete Carroll and about that fourth and two, you didn't hear the interview this morning, huh? No. He said that uh, he sent him out there to try to draw Texas all sides, and Matt Linder did that on his own. Yeah, he took the stat trying to get the two yards to be, I guess, the hero of the team, and you mm-hmm. know, run out the clock.
0: Well, and he blew the play. Still bad coaching, I mean, bad communication. Man. But that's I why mean, that, he was. Wasn't that, in. that was the Here most, most crucial play of the game for them.
15: Oh, that, me? But that's why he wasn't in there because he was just trying to throw all the Texas up, all, defense yeah. all sides. Like I said,
0: that Matt Liner, uh, he's not much.
15: <laughs> well, he's
0: going to be good in the NFL. I think well, he, he's good. He's pretty good. Hi, right, buddy. Thanks, Colin.
5: Now, I thought the pitch was the most important. Let's make up our mind here. What? I thought the red. Well, no, no,
0: no. You don't you understand. If they'd have made, if they would have, if they would have punted and backed them up like inside their own 15-yard line, they wouldn't have had time. I mean, you know, it's possible, but it's highly unlikely. But when you give, when you give a team like that, with a quarterback like that, the ball practically in midfield, uh, it's it's pathetic. Uh, there was confusion, man. It was like uh, bad communication, bad clock management. And when a when coach starts blaming a quarterback, some uh, young kid, that just tells me he's jealous because Matt Leinart's going to make millions of dollars and looks better than he does, which ain't saying much. That, that's all. Just jealousy. What, what kind of a coach does that, you know? Coach ought to come out there and say, it's my fault. It was bad communication. And uh, we should have called a timeout. We should have done this. but In fact, didn't they call a timeout? They did call a timeout. Before that fourth and two, they did. I'll bet you Matty Bell's life on it right now. Okay. So how can you call a timeout and have any confusion left, okay? Uh, you have to tell a quarterback, this is what you do, or else you, you'll never leave this field alive, okay? We're just going to try draw him offside. Don't try to be a hero. Don't try any fancy plays. And I don't, think th- I don't think that was the right play. I think it was the fourth and one where, the, where they was, uh, he wanted to draw him offside. I think this guy's got it confused with the other play. Earlier, remember that? Yes. Now, that, that was the play. Not to 4th and 2. That was a Pete Carroll decision. Make no mistake about it. J-E-T-S, Jets, as in suck. Oh, here's line 9. Q-A-M, hello. And it's the mushroom again. Well, what have you done with my phone? Q-A-M, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes? Is this the best you can do, you bitch? Yeah, yeah this is the best I can do. Is this the best you can do, you got? Oh, there's a fax machine right there. Uh, oh, yeah. Here's the fax machine. Hit
6: it twice. We'll fix it. Why do I have to keep hitting fig- this twice? 2 because we answered it, and that's. Uh, I want to talk to the fax in. tone. A. M. How you doing? I want to talk to the two tone.
0: Five six seven oh five sixty. Was that the whisperer on nine? Who was that? Or maybe that was a new whisper. Ah, uh, whatever. Some WQAM. Hello. QAM. Oh, it's the mushroom again. You. Uh, and now it's on. Uh, I can't. I can't do this. Okay. <laughs> Amy, how's it going? How, how can you be on there when you're like, oh, this is all over the place? Go ahead.
15: I just want to say really quick, um, I want to say hello. One, i got a friend of mine who works for America West, which is actually America Worst. America Worst, that's real- what
0: I'm hearing, man. Bad things really? about that airline.
15: Uh, I want to say really quick, a couple of days ago, you we were talking about it. She works for them, and she's like, this is how pathetic they've been lately. She's only supposed to work six hours at, for one day. Two days in a row, she worked 19 hours. So people decided not to show up, and then they had uh-huh. two late planes come in. One two hour delay. One actually went out on time, but was supposed to go out on time, but it had to come back because of a fuel issue.
13: Yeah.
0: So that's bad,
6: huh? That's wild. Well, wow, okay, well, thanks for the bad
0: no, news. No, no, no. You know, too late. No, no, no. Yes, 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 yes. See, wasted. Now, that was a bad call. Now, so what are we doing with the phone? Would you like to give me, like, a little heads down, heads in, heads out? Obviously, nothing here
6: works the way that it's supposed to. Well, what do you mean? by that. I mean, we rolled a long there, We had a lot of bad calls, and they were able to come on. I'll
0: try hitting this one uh, once. It's going to happen that way until we reset it. I hit this one. Oh, there's the mushroom, and here's another one. Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. See, the, the symbol on there doesn't change. And then all of a sudden, after you hit the second time, like about 10 seconds right. later, it changes. You don't know, tell us and how they suck. And they suck. And telos how they their fakers. Hey, now that we got to do general work, get some better equipment that actually works instead of a piece of crap. I ain't going to hide garbage that they saddle us with on their high-paid midday So that's, that's
6: part of the side effect of actually picking up that handset is that it changes the mode of, of itself.
0: Well, what kind of crap is that? It's crap, and it has what it of What kind of communist set. bunch of
6: swill is that? You use it one way or to other, ne'er the twain shall meet.
0: I see. So I'll punch this once, and I don't have to punch it again, because even when I don't, it's still there. QAM, hello.
15: Are the phones working now? <laughs>
0: Just
15: checking, making
0: sure. <laughs> Line checker, good. Phones are working, okay? Have no fear. Have some material when you call, okay? Besides, is this the best you can do? And uh, blah, 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 like that. Come up with something a little bit new and creative, okay? You losers, you quizzling, you... You fair... God. Man, oh, man. Oh, line nine again. It'll be the same one. QAM loser line. Hello. This is Eddie. Yeah, that fake Eddie. (laughs) Yeah, fake Eddie. You're so far away. You ain't no Eddie, mister. I know Eddie, and you ain't no Eddie. Brother. Uh Uh-oh, worker fell 35 feet in an empty water tower in Georgia somewhere. Two workers were painting the tower. One fell into the tank. You see that on CNN? No. So no, let's no, let, no maybe, maybe this story is going to go on all day, and we'll have to preempt uh, big parts of the King Show again. Tonight and uh, uh-huh. Howard won't get his uh, 60 Minutes of Fame again.
6: No, I've always wondered what it was like in one of those tanks.
0: Well, I guess now we'll find out. We'll get the inside scoop. Oh. Fell so like 35 that. feet into an empty water tower in Jackson County, Georgia. See if there was water in there. Oh, and, well, yeah. Yes. Uh, the door no, was huh? empty. And they got the other couple of workers sitting up there on top, and they're, like, going to drop something down, like maybe lunch. Probably some church's chicken would be good. 27 past noon. And then, of course, if he has too much lunch, he might have to do a little number in there in the water tower. And then when they fill it up with water, oh, man. You know those floaters? Yeah, I know. 27 afternoon at QAM. Well, it's that time of year again for New Year's resolutions. This year, you've got the best option to lose weight and get healthy again. Balance for life, that magical black sack. And this year, we're going to help the beast out and get him ready for his wedding day, providing him with gourmet meals from Balance for Life. Tune in every day for updates of his progress and, of course, our chance to rip him a bigger, fatter ass every day. What could be easier than getting three gourmet meals and two delicious snacks delivered in a black sack every day right to your doorstep and still lose weight? And the best part of it is they give you a menu. You pick the choices for every day. You get to pick what you eat, and it's fantastic. Delicious food that keeps you on the straight and narrow path. Why would you want to join a gym, fight the traffic, fight the crowds in the gym, follow somebody on a sweaty machine, wait for the cardio equipment, and then quit after just a few weeks out of frustration and still be as fat as a tub? Relax this year. Sign up for Balance for Life. Get a weekly menu of meal selections and let them do all the work because the meals come right to your doorstep and you're going to lose weight like crazy. Sit back and eat gourmet meals as your friends and co-workers rush off in the dead of winter during those South Florida snowstorms to the gym snacking on carrot sticks and rice cakes. So get in the zone with Balance for Life. Call them now toll-free and start losing that weight as soon as the first day. Call 1-866-225-4543. That's 1-866-225-4543 or check them on the Wicked Web at balanceforlife.com. Don't wait. Call Balance for Life right now. Mention Neil Rogers or QAM and get two days free this week. Two days of food free this week if you call right now. 1-866-225-4543.
7: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560
8: QAM. <laughs> and a hammer.
7: And a hammer in the morning. <laughs> Hank Goldberg. With <laughs> 7 <K7> to 10. <laughs> <laughs> Sports Radio 560, WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale.
0: Rob 32, so the on King Kong is, uh, Josh thought it was good. I thought it was good. And you thought it was good. Right. Yeah. So what's good. not to like, right? Nothing. Just take a week. I wee guess I've go bookies. out and see it right away. So what movie are you sending me?
6: I'm going to send you the South Park episode.
0: Oh, South Park episode with, with Tom the, Cruise with and the, and the uh, Catholics.
5: Think, which, by I the way, I, I don't know if you want to, um, but I have both. I have South Park episodes. If you would watch them on the computer, I could just email them to you.
6: No, no, no. Give them to me, and I'll burn them on a disc for you. I'm not going to watch him on a computer. I'm just
0: all right. I was just offering. Come on, with
6: all with all due respect. Come on, you know, on Puck. You ought to know better.
0: No, why you want to watch it on a computer when you can watch it on your big, uh, you know, big fat HD assistant. TV thing? Right. Oh, that came last night in HD, man. That was fantastic. I'm sure that Josh enjoyed it on his HD TV set on his Samsung that George bought him for Christmas. That's right. Yeah. That's how you like it? It's great. That was sensational. Palm Beach County. Wait till you hear this. And I sure hope they stop voting for Pat Buchanan. That might actually be a benefit to Florida. Palm Beach County now has the fourth largest Jewish population in the U.S., eh? How do you like that? Jews in Palm Beach. Meteoric growth has made Palm Beach County's Jewish community the fourth largest in the nation, according to a survey released yesterday by the county's two Jewish federations. The average age, of course, is 90-plus. The county's Jewish population is 255,550. 5,000 of whom voted for Pat Buchanan in 2000, placing it ahead of Broward and Dade Counties and behind only New York, L.A., and Chicago. Is that incredible or what? What did you think about that? I, 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 what's the population of Palm Beach County? Now, that's not possible, is it? I don't, do I don't do know. a Google on it. What, what's the population of Palm Beach County? I thought it was like a half a million, which, which would make half of the county Jewish the Jewish community in Palm Beach County has developed literally overnight compared to older Jewish communities in the north, older, see older. In the northeastern U.S., Jeff Klein, head of the Jewish Federation of Palm Beach County, which serves areas from Boynton Beach to Jupiter Oy. and Uranus. Klein and officials from the Jewish Federation of South Palm Beach County, which serves the Boca, Del Rey, and Highland Beach areas, spoke yesterday at Temple Shirai Shalom, a reformed synagogue west of Boynton Beach. where That's Jewish light, reformed synagogue, Jewish light, where okay. the Jewish population is skyrocketing. It's skyrocketing. There are Jews dropping out of the sky. They're coming in the banana
6: boats. The 2004 population was uh, 1,243,000. Palm Beach County's
0: got over a million people? How do you like that? One million and what, 1.2? Yes. So that means that 20% of Palm Beach is Jewish. 20%. How do you like that, boys and girls? Okay, so if you want to open up a halavast stand, that's where to do it, right there in Boynton Beach. Federation officials say they face the challenge of promoting a sense of Jewish identity among new arrivals not found by the historic roots that anchor Jewish communities in the Northeast. Officials who presented the survey are concerned that the emerging groups of Jews in Palm Beach County includes growing numbers of young families who are not affiliated with any synagogue, participate little in Jewish community life, and donate less to Jewish causes than older groups. And I salute them, by the way. In other words, we don't have a bunch of getchkis. Only 32% of the county's Jews are affiliated with a synagogue. That number drops to 16% among those 35 and younger, to which I say, Ow! Oh, there's hope for us after all. Ow! Hope for the world. Now, if we can just say that about all the other uh, nutty religions. Federation officials say they're devising strategies to reach out to younger Jewish families and Jews who only loosely identify with their faith. We need to accept people where they are, not where we want them to be. We need to reach out to the unaffiliated, the intermarried, and the assimilated, et cetera, and so on. Just six years ago, there were 215,000 Jews in Palm Beach, and now six years later, it's grown by, what, 40,000? They're, they're dropping in from the sky, baby. They're coming in hot air balloons. They're all over the place. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, okay, whatever. And just wait till the people in Broward, the Goyim in Broward, find out there's a few Jews in Broward, too. They're not too happy about that. Let's see here's the facts from Rick it says oh it's about Skipper Chuck I, I'm really well I guess you burned that out Monday and uh, Tuesday well he wasn't dead he was just ailing and we well were, that's what I'm saying would you lamenting. wait until he died at least have the decency before
6: you put the guy in the ground no oh, you well, I guess you could said, you could say you were ahead of your time the time when you know to be nice as well well Shiro let's alive. talk about Ariel Sharon then he was a kind man
0: oh look at who's this guy who's this speaking of getkys uh, with a, with a, with a schmata on with a propeller. Uh,
6: Paris, who had moved, uh, from labor.
0: propeller. Boy, to... Veismir, they, got a, they got a reporter from Israel on there with a, shm- a shmata head. Oh, my God. Nice rag, though, man. Look at that thing. Nice beanie. Good golly, Miss Ma. Well, what is yeah, happening to this beanie. world? They've just all gone nuts. Yeah, they have. Rick says, Having been born and raised in Miami, I remember Skipper Chuck fondly. I'm deeply sad when I heard the news this morning. I wish the family would change their minds and let us know when and where the service will be so we can go to pay our respects to a man who impacted thousands of South Florida children. Well, I mean, the family are the ones who are going to decide that, and I don't, uh, I've looked again and I don't see any, uh, announcement. So maybe it's going to be a private thing. I wonder if they'll sell DVDs of his show. I would be the first one in line to buy one, says Rick. No, I well, wouldn't. Neil, in the words of the skipper, peace, love, and happiness to all. You'll be missed and our thoughts and prayers are with you and your family, says Rick. Well, there's a nice fact from Rick. How do you like that? Who cares about Skipper Chuck? As opposed to just being some mean-spirited South Florida jackass who wants to go, Bleh! either on the phone or on the fax machine, or both. QAM, hello. And it's still doing, I, I'm, not, I'm not doing this, okay? Did you reset the phone? I guess not. Not. Well, we why tried. not? Well, we tried. Well, what do you mean you tried? It didn't take. Well, try again. Do I have to reset it on this end now? No, no, no. It's just us. Do it. I, I don't want to do see the now. old man. Huh? I'm telling Josh to do it now. Do it now, baby. Do it. As Nancy Reagan would say, just do it.
5: You can do it!
0: Yeah, look at that uh, raghead.
6: Pretty easy. Uh, Netanyahu, his campaign since he
5: was... Boy, oh, this
0: guy is so Jewish. Just, uh, even, I'm, even I'm overwhelmed by it, you know? I'm starting to swoon a little bit. Just a little bit too Jewish for me. 5670560, our phones are screwed up. What a novelty at QAM. Maybe now that we got a new General Mangler, he might stick his tentacles and testicles into, like, uh, you know, engineering and sales and get a little bit involved. If there was one, well, if there were a thousand things that Greg may have been negligent about, that it was, you know, he was a hands-off kind of GM. You know what I mean by that? No, what? He spent too much. In fact, he even said, maybe one of these days I'll meet him for lunch for a sushi. (laughs) That was one of our parting lines on the phone yesterday. Maybe we'll have, I says, hold your breath, Greg. Hey, uh, test the phone there. I beg your pardon? Pop a line on. WQAM, hello. And now it works. Yeah, we know. Yes. WQAM. <laughs> Hello. Forkside. I had a
14: little rectum. I made it out of flesh. And when the sweat is ready, a oh,
0: rectum <laughs> See, I did this Wait. story about Jews in Palm oh. Beach, and they just they just lost I it. wanted to see where that girl's song was going. Yeah, I bet you want to see where it went. Rectum. <laughs> I know where it went. And I heard it
1: wasn't little either.
0: Well, who the hell was it? Oh, it was Jack Nicholson on something I was watching yesterday talking about how he had a big fat ass. 12 but a beautiful fat ass. 20 before 1 at QA, and we're working our way. This is the Mo Howard-David pregame show. I'm sure that I'm going to be sitting in here for hours uh, listening to his analysis of last night's Big Rose Bowl game. Not. I mean, what's to analyze? was a great game, and uh, the coach blew it, and he's blaming everybody else. When you're shopping for shoes, comfort and fit is what it's all about, and value, too. Nobody wants to pay too much for name-brand shoes, which is why you ought to go over to Brandy's. Because they've got the biggest selection of name brand shoes anywhere in town at unbeatable prices every day. Brandy's carries a sensational selection of all the top brands like Florsheim, Rockport, Echo, Mephisto, New Balance, SAS, and all the others, too. And Brandy's professional shoe fitters will make sure you've got a customized fit of your favorite comfort shoe. Just ask for Arnie. He'll make sure you get the perfect fit. And the pros at Brandies even specialize in wide widths as well. They really understand fit and comfort, and as far as giving you the best price, nobody beats Brandies. So they're worth a trip from just about anywhere in town. Brandy's shoes you'll find them at twelve ninety North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. Brandies is open every day till nine. That's Monday through Saturday and every Sunday even till five. And this week is a stupendous time to buy SAS shoes at Brandy's. Take 20% extra off on all great men's and women's SAS styles this week. So be sure to get your butt into Brandy's this week or do your shoe shopping on their website at Brandy'sShoes.com.
7: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM.
0: talk today about why we went into Iraq, why we stayed in Iraq, and why we cannot and will not leave Iraq for generations to come. It is because of oil. As president, I'm responsible for the decision to go into Iraq. At any point along the way, I could have avoided war.
1: (laughs) So we misled the American people, and rightly so. Station Iraq are high because of oil,
0: and we will not leave
1: until victory has been achieved.
0: May hey, God bless you all. Do tell them, baby. 1244, the Florida Supreme Court struck down the state's voucher system that allows some children to attend private schools at taxpayer expense today, saying it violates the state's constitution's requirement of a uniform system of free public schools. How do you like that? Yeah. There's one for the good guys. Ow! No more of this uh, Goyesha crap. School vouchers my ass, my fat ass in your governor's case. Well, you big voucher idiot. What?
6: I said, that'd be a big voucher.
0: Yeah. Thursday's five-to-two opinion struck down the Opportunity Scholarship Program championed by fat-ass Governor Jeb Bush, by Farbisson Governor Jeb Bush, which was the nation's first statewide system of school vouchers. About 700 children statewide are using the program to attend a private or parochial school after transferring from a public school the state considers to be failing. Like our governor, Failing. Chief Justice Barbara Pariente, waiting writing for the majority, said the program diverts public dollars into separate private systems parallel to and in competition with the free public schools, which are the sole means set out in the state constitution for educating Florida's children. Private schools are also not, uh, are not uniform when compared with each other or the public school system, and they're exempt from any standards imposed by law in public schools, such as mandatory testing, she added. And God only knows what kind of crap they're teaching, too, by the way. Justices Kenneth Bell and Raul Cantero, both appointed by Bush, dissented. Raul Cantero. What a surprise, huh? Nice going, Raul. Maybe some of them cannibals right now are eating Raul. The 99 law previously had been ruled unconstitutional by the First District Court of Appeals on grounds that it violated the separation of church and state in the Florida Constitution. The high court found no need to address that issue after finding vouchers violate the public education provision. The law was challenged the day after Bush signed it. More than a dozen groups filed Friends of the Court briefs in a case, ranging from the U.S. Department of Justice supporting the state to the International Reading Association supporting the voucher opponents. Those opponents include the Florida Education Association, the State Teachers Union, the Florida PTA, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, and the League of Women Voters. Two more recent voucher programs dwarf the Opportunity Scholarships. Nearly 14,000 students attend private schools on McKay Scholarships, which was created for children with disabilities, and another 10,000 poor children attend private schools on scholarships funded by businesses that get tax credits from the state. And a partridge in a pear tree. So there's one again against your fat-ass governor, just like Terry and her, just like the slots. And just like the offshore drilling and every other damn thing he comes down on the wrong side of, this is a piece of crap, a disaster. But he's wildly popular in Florida because at least half the population is dumber than sawdust. God, what a what a place, what a what a state of depression. When you're in Florida, man, you know what state you're in. Yeah, really. a state of depression. Speaking of state of depression, guess what? What? The son of Indianapolis Colts coach Tony Dungy used a belt. To hang himself from a ceiling fan, according to the 9-11 call the, teenager, the teen's girlfriend made when she found him last month. Sounds like bad parenting to me, Josh. You never know. Sounds like bad parenting to me, Tony. I think God is going to... I think God will get even during the playoffs. You'll see. Antoinette Anderson returned to James Dungie's apartment. We got the game Saturday, too, by the way. We got the, and the Patriots in Jacksonville on Saturday. Got a couple of games Saturday, right? Right. right. Wow. High-pressure weekend, man. Heavy duty. Take a lot of drugs between now and the weekend. Going to be a tremendous amount of pressure. When's that Dolphin playoff game on? Oh. Antoinette Anderson returned to James Dungy's apartment after a 10-minute walk early December 22th to find him apparently lifeless, according to tape's released yesterday. The tape is the first public indication of how James Dungy, 18, apparently killed himself. This whole thing has been kind of like shrouded in mystery, wouldn't you say? I would say, <laughs> yeah. Well, buddy, how the hell do you know? You would know Tony Dungy from uh, Tony uh, Schwartz. Who? I think my boyfriend's dead. And anguished Anderson told an emergency dispatcher, "I think he tried to hang himself or something." She told the dispatcher she had used a knife to cut James Dungy down. She told the dispatcher Dungy's roommate was asleep in another room. Get the roommate up. The dispatcher told Anderson, "You're going to need some help here." Okay, okay, okay. Anderson is then heard telling the roommate whose name has not been released, I think he's dead, like for real, and I'm on the phone with 9-11. The two tell the dispatcher, Dungy isn't moving. The dispatcher tells him how to perform CPRs. Anderson cried. Forced two deep breaths of air into the lungs, just like you're blowing up a big balloon, the dispatcher said. Did you do that? <laughs> yes, Anderson said. I just don't think he's alive. You feel air going in, the dispatcher asked. Anderson replied, no. 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 Two knows? No. No. A Hillsborough County sheriff deputy soon arrived and took over the CPR. A paramedic crew took Dungy to a hospital where he was pronounced dead. The local medical examiner has called the death an apparent suicide, apparent, but has refused to give an exact cause pending results of tox, uh, toxicological tests that should be ready in about a month. You said to, toxicological tests. Toxicological tests. Good. On October 21st, James. Well, you never know when you're going to be reading a story, and you might have to read that. Maybe on October 21st, James Dungy was treated after overdosing on painkillers. Then he calmly told a 9-11 dispatcher he was just being stupid and taking about 18 pills. He was taken to a hospital for treatment. James Dungee had moved back to the Tampa area from Indianapolis last year to attend college. His father had coasted the Bucs from 1996 to 2001. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if the ghost of James Dungee hovers over the Bucks in the playoffs this year and they make an early exit. Tony Dungy missed one game after his son's death. Returned to the Colts sideline. How do you like that? Now let's see who did the who did the Bucks. Was it wasn't New Orleans? Was it that they squeaked by on Sunday? That's right. I mean that that was pretty embarrassing. They were like all out to beat the little girls' team. All out. God. Now, what what is this thing about, uh, that's no Jack Rabbit, it's an artist in chains? Oh, what it's is just this? a story. It's, uh, is it funny? Yeah, whatever. Oh, it's not too good. If you give me like, eh. We, we don't have time for grade Z material today, okay? we got to, like, uh, crank it up a couple of notches so that guy isn't disappointed to crank on Line 9. You know? Come on, call us back again on Line 9, Pally. We're really starting to enjoy you a lot. Let's see if that's the best you got, sweetheart. We know what you got. Smoothie. Blueberry, I think. Five six seven O five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon singular wireless line. Let's get those phones smoking, baby. Wake up and live. Skipper Chuck died, and you people are like you like same old crap, man. Same old crap. Yeah, and I'll tell you one thing. Too bad that Prozac Ron wasn't on that Skipper Chuck show. He, he'd have gotten a couple of spankings, but have straightened his ass out.
6: I think Scrubby would have given it to him.
0: There you go. Here's our guy, QIM.
6: Neil, what's your take on the NFL draft? Yeah,
0: take this. Take this, take about, take up whatever those pills were that James Dungie took, take about 80 of them, okay, and call us back tomorrow from the other side, sweetheart. What a loser. But please keep calling. WQAM, hello. Neil? Yes, sir.
15: I, I have no idea who Skipper Chuck is and I grew up down here, but that's not why I'm calling.
0: How, how could you not know who Skipper Chuck is? Who was he? Was he a radio personality? No, a TV guy, man. He was the most famous. He had the most famous kid show in the history of South Florida, along with Wayne Ferris.
15: Oh, I don't know. I, I, maybe I wasn't little enough. But the reason I'm calling is I know some people have uh, called you in the last couple of days about Dick Clark's, uh,
2: yeah. you
15: know, his performance. I, I never watched those ball drop shows, but this was, it was brutal.
2: There one shows point, where the
0: balls drop. Yeah, I've seen a few. At
15: one point, you know, they finally have him, you know, doing the countdown. The first thing he said at all, and it's unintelligible. He can't understand a uh-huh. word he's saying. And then you hear this weird, sucking, gasping sound, and then all of a sudden they pan to him, kissing his wife, and it was one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. Oh, wow. Now, was she probably felt effect. the same way about it. The sound effect was just disgusting. You had to hear
5: right. it. <laughs> have a
0: Oh, day, Once again, beat me to it. That's what <laughs> I was going to play, too. Okay, well, you don't have to worry about Dick too much longer, pal. That's what I'm hearing. Oh, <laughs> Five six seven O oh, five sixty Pound five sixty on the Verizon and singular wireless line. I tried to tell these people. Didn't we weren't we on top of that story, man, thanks to the inquirer? While the while the PR people were trying to cover it up that he did, well he had a mild stroke, yeah, and then the second one they didn't even bother telling him about, the one that damn near killed him, turned him into a vegetable. That'll teach him for messing with Michael Moore. Just stop and think about that scene again in bowling for Columbine. Where he's sitting in that big, uh, whatever that thing is, that big SUV. It was like a caravan or something. Well, whatever the hell it was. Yeah, a big caravan. The Dick Clark caravan. And he's got all of his assistants in there and like, uh, oh, Michael Moore, Michael Moore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. uh huh. Okay. Well, we got a meeting. Let's go. Close the door. Close the door. I'm not sure who was more hostile. Those congressmen that were running, and especially the one that ran away from Michael Moore, remember? He tried to shake his hand <laughs> right. and he he pulled his hand away from him, like unclean unclean <laughs> Got on a bicycle and uh, took the hell out of it. Oh my god, that was beautiful. Comedy hello. and a hello. Yes, sir. The movie Sleepers. Yes.
10: How much of it did you actually see?
0: Uh, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes all together, you know, like uh, here and there because I was watching the ball game.
10: Ah, definitely worth watching. I don't know if you know the whole the whole thing is Kevin Bacon plays a uh uh child molesting warden at a boy's prison right he molests these kids when they're young and uh you know they get pretty great i mean it's very disturbing it's uh, you know they go to jail for like chasing a hot dog vendor down they're stealing the hot dog vendor's hot dog the guy chases him they take his cart actually and they lose control of the cart it goes flying down the subway trains and like the subway uh and kills the guy at the bottom so they get put in juvenile detention for that. Mm-hmm. And this is Kevin Bacon and all his guys are molesting him and then once they get out, the two guys happen to run into him when they're like 25 years old right. in a restaurant they, and they, you know, bada bing. And, and um, he, you know,
0: he was already, I saw him in the credits, he was the first name mentioned in the credits but he was already dead by the time I saw it.
10: Yeah, exactly. You missed you missed the whole first part of the movie, is the kids growing up and De Niro being the priest and how uh, De Niro helped, You know, De Niro was a priest who helped actually to lie to get him out of to get him out yeah. of the jackpot.
0: How do you like the way De Niro kept the the next ticket, the stubs to the tickets in his uh, pocket? Yeah, exactly. It was exactly. Beautiful.
10: But it was um, if you ever have the opportunity to either rent it or buy it or watch it. Well, well
0: a, let me see. So was Brad Pitt was one of them? Brad Pitt was, was a friend.
10: He, yeah, let me say I'm kind of because get, get, it's been a while. Well, he
0: after. was he was in on it, right? Even though he was supposed to be the prosecutor, he was in on it.
10: Absolutely, he was in on it. He was right. He was one of the um. He was one of the absolutely. Kids. And the two guys, <laughs> the two guys that were, um, the two guys that ended up killing the warden were like they had problems with the law all through. Yeah. Uh, you know, once they get out.
0: Because I noticed that at the end of it, and even in the uh, the blurb about it at the bottom of the screen. Uh, it said that the the, uh, the author of the book claimed that it was a true story and only the names have been changed, and, they, and the juvenile uh, justice system in New York State denied that it ever happened, that's, and yada, yada. So, uh, you know, we have to believe the author, obviously.
10: That's correct. Yeah, it was, re- it was really good. Try to catch it from the beginning the, if you can.
0: Okay, well, it, it's on one of those movie channels. It'll be on a lot. And one
10: quick question for you. Somebody may to ask you for a while. What is the origin of you referring to Don Shula as the brain stem? How did that ever happen? <laughs> What's that all about? I've always uh, wondered from
6: a bit. Uh,
0: that, how did
6: that happen? It's a, in a bit. So one of the bits that we have, and I forget by whom, refers to, uh, it's, it's like the future of the Dolphins and uh, Shula's a brainstem in a jar. Oh, and, oh uh, that's
0: right. That's so, it. And especially the part where Shula says. I just wasn't conscious.
6: Yeah. it's uh, The comedy of the bit is that Shula is, will never retire, and in the yeah, year 2525, he, right. he's still coaching as a brainstem. His
0: brainstem is in a jar, and he's right. still coaching the team. Oh, and quite frankly, that. he could have beat Dave Wanstead doing it. I guess
10: now we can perform uh, the W as the brain brainstem pretty much.
0: There you go. Seriously. Thanks, Pally.
10: See
6: ya. See ya.
0: Yeah, the brainstem is your president. Although, uh, of course, to have a brainstem, you have to have a brain, I guess. right?
6: Well, not necessarily, but he doesn't even have that. I see. No yeah, hey, it's kind
0: of like that thing about the hole they found in Sharon's heart. I find that hard to believe because in order to have a hole in your heart, you have to have a heart. Well, he had a holy heart. Oh, is that what it was? Was it a For the holy holy heart? Hey, okay,
7: this is Neil Rogers. Rogers. This is 560
2: P.A.M. It's the one to two hour. Hi, vey. When Samuel T.A.M. tries to put me down And says he has a larger congregation I tell him right
3: away Now listen here, so Dick, ain't you heard of my show? It's number one.
2: I think you got to try it
0: All the interviews in Palm Beach County. Bring them on, baby. It's uh, 101 at 560 WQN. Uh, you were right. I think I'm transferring my psychic powers to you. What? Well, you started with the skipper chucking on Monday and Tuesday, and then he died yesterday. I feel and real now, bad about that. Now you told me, yeah, I think you had something to do with it. You probably put him over the edge. No, it's not said the that chicken. there were, oh, 2187, the U.S. death toll in Iraq with the seven more today, but 2187. We're approaching that 2200 mark. That'll be the point at which the American public says, okay, that's enough. Not. Now, the American public is, like, busy with the coal miners. Uh, 130 dead Iraqi civilians today, many of whom were, you know, standing in line to be police, but ain't going to be. They're going to be dead police. That's a good 130 job. 130 Iraqis and 58 yesterday, so that's like 188. You said about 200, so there you go. So well, I guess probably the, the terrorists, the insurgents, they're monitoring this show, and when you come up with a the number, they're, like, trying to, like, uh, okay, we're almost at our quota. All right, for tomorrow? About 30, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's kind of like the porkers with are quote on writing them traffic tickets. Oh, uh, don't get me started. Well, they, mm-hmm. must, they must be having a, a rough time on the new hiatus road there up by me in Plantation because they don't have the big uh, bushes yet. They, they, maybe the, probably the uh, hurricane. You had
6: just left town. So this yeah. little 11-year-old girl got struck and killed in a school zone. And the people are screeching, and they say the people don't stop for these lights. We've told the cops; they don't do anything about it. They just keep running through the lights, running through the lights, and that's exactly what happened. A lady ran a light and, and, and killed a little kid because nobody's stopping for red lights here. But they're but they're writing speeding tickets.
0: Right. Well, it's t- it's dangerous work trying to stop people speeding through them lights. You know, you have to get involved in the middle of traffic and go weaving through there. You might and have put to, on to turn the your, siren your lights on. Or, yeah. Yeah as opposed to just sitting under a bush, which I was saying, about um, on the New this Road, they just have these real skinny trees, so they can't hide under the bushes or behind the trees yet until they, like, grow enough crap on them, until, you know. So that's maybe that's about one of the only positives from the hurricane, is it blew all, the, all that foliage away, so that Porky Lord. doesn't have any place to hide on that road. So evidently, they're trying to find new places to uh, hang out, you know. Pretty sad. That's really important police work. Make no mistake about it. Five six seven O five sixty, pound five sixty in the Verizon singular wireless line. Skipper Tuck died yesterday. Ariel Sharon's got a hole in his heart and a hole in his head, and he's a Taurus over there in Israel now. He's hanging on by a thread. Look at that. Clings to life after brain hemorrhage and surgery.
8: And heart function.
14: His brain and his heart are operating by themselves on their own without any kind of intervention whatsoever. You know, the
0: interesting part of this is speaking of the media can't get anything right. Last night, one of the reports on one of the networks, and I don't want to say which because I'm not sure which one it was, uh, said, well, his organs are rapidly failing, and it'll be a miracle if he lives through the night. And now, didn't she just get through saying that his brain and his heart are functioning on their own, without any assistance? Who are you going to believe? And speaking of ass, can you imagine the size of his ass? Good God. I bet you that there are kibbutzes in Israel that aren't the size of his ass. Good God. He's got a big caboose? If he didn't weigh at least six hundred man, and this is I mean, seventy seven years old, bigger than a house mm-hmm. and eating eating halava by the handful and two big pieces of chocolate cake. Probably trafe. Five six seven oh five, 60. I'm, I still think it was that bacon cheeseburger that did it, man. The Lord said about uh, bada bing, man. That's it. You're done. W Q A M, hello. Q I M.
11: Okay, how you doing? Okay. Good. I'm on a moment. I want to talk to Neil. Speaking. Hey, Neil. How you doing, buddy?
0: I'm still doing okay.
11: Hey, long time no talk to you. Listen, I'm, I'm back in town. I moved, out, I moved up to uh, Tennessee uh, about nine months ago. You moved
7: up to Tennessee? <laughs>
11: yeah. It's nice up there, man. I, and I just came back yesterday. Legal stuff to take care of. Right. Man, I was on the, uh, what do they call it, the Caribbean uh, Grand Prix last night on 95. Yeah. That was insane. <laughs>
4: the Caribbean wow. Grand Prix.
11: Oh, it's like the, everybody was left, right, changing lanes, swerving, uh-huh. accidents everywhere. It was incredible. But um, I just turned you on. I'm, I'm heading back to Tennessee as we speak.
0: Yeah, get out of there fast, man. I was there for three days over the weekend, and I don't ever want to be back. Not anytime soon.
11: Have you ever been up to uh, Tennessee?
0: I was in Nashville for one month in 1980
11: on WLAC. Oh, man, it's beautiful, God's country up there, man.
0: It was, yeah, a very heavy God country, right. Yeah, church um, every, a church on every uh, corner and a bar across the street. What's that I'll you, like?
11: I'll tell you a funny story. I wasn't even there like three days, moved into my new house, and my neighbor came over and, and handed me a little pamphlet from her church and said, well, I don't really know if you have a church yet, but um, this is our church, you know, if you're interested in coming. Right.
0: You was, better you better get your ass in a church in Tennessee, man, or they're going to come and uh, give you a whiplash.
11: I got I got one foot, foot in Hell's Door already, and I don't think they're going to even take me.
0: Yeah, they won't help. Okay, good luck to you, Pally. Hey, nice talking to you. See ya. How do you like that? There's a guy who's in Tennessee and actually likes it there. Now, that says a lot. I still refer you to the Sun Sentinel poll from overnight about the, uh, you know, are you moving, are you thinking of moving, would you like to get out? 72% say, oh, hell yes. So I don't feel a lot, not that I ever felt guilty, because I know that I have a lot of company out there. People are just, it just ain't what it was, man. It ain't what it was. And as far as the Caribbean, uh, Hey, welcome to the islands, man. Welcome to the islands. South Florida's become like a cesspool, like a dumping ground. For a lot of swill that floated up, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? What are you talking about? I'm saying, welcome to the islands, man. Where's is a up? good machine gun, man? That's what I'm saying. WQAM, hello.
13: Hey,
0: yes, sir.
7: Hey,
13: Neil. Neil, uh, I hope Ariel Jerome dies a painful death, and I want to be right there.
0: Okay, well, we'll get your plane ticket on the L. I I want me
13: and you to be right there, Neil.
0: Okay, you can be on one side, I'll be on the other side.
13: Yeah, with a video camera.
0: Okay, I'll pull the <laughs> with a With a video camera. 5670560. He'll be dead before the end of the week. You'll see. Yeah, probably. And then they're going to bring in this uh, lackey of his who's just a carbon copy, which is okay, because at least he was trying to make a little piece, a piece of this, a piece of uh, that. Which is kind of interesting, because he was the one that gave the green light for all those illegal settlements in the first place. But nevertheless... And they're still funding them, but shh. Nevertheless, don't 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 start again with your anti-semanticism, Will you play as you Palestinian liquor. Although, Like I said, those Palestinians, remember what I said yesterday? Yeah, I'll have to take the word for it. No, no, you don't. Believe me. There are some beautiful Palestinian people. The ones that are still alive. I think
6: I met one guy once uh, well. in years. Tell to you would have well. liked
0: him, too. Hey. i I would. QAM, hey. yes.
15: It's
6: Neil, how are you?
0: Pretty good.
15: Listen, uh,
13: you were talking about, before the guy was asked about Phoenix, Arizona.
0: Oh, my God.
13: Yeah. Oh, that was, uh, let me tell you, I've, I've gone there twice. One was for business. The other one was for transit, because I had to change a plane to go to uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a beautiful place.
0: That's what I hear. Everybody yeah. raves about it.
13: That is a beautiful place. And the temperature was very comfortable. A lot of green mountains with white-top snows on the top. Right. Water, waterfalls. And a mm-hmm. very nice downtown Very
0: area. scenic, yeah.
13: Very scenic, very Vancouver nice. Vancouver is,
0: I'm told, paradise.
13: Scenic? Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, you got to be at least 100 years old.
13: They, hot. And they go, oh, yeah, it's 100 degrees, but it's dry. And I I don't care. 100 degrees is 100 yeah, degrees. Yeah, it only feels
0: like 98.
13: Yeah, it's it's terrible. I'll I'll never I'll never go back unless I gotta fly through the airport. That's it.
0: Amen. But it's a
13: beautiful place. And then as far as the islands are concerned, you're right. There's a lot of pirates and stuff in the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah but there's, yeah, but there's uh, some other nice places there you gotta go. But you gotta have the money, like you. You got a lot of money. There's some beautiful yeah. places you can go, but you just gotta have the money.
0: I'll stick with Berlin, baby.
13: Berlin. Okay. I'll be the same.
0: Okay. Bye. dewey. Wow. See around, eh? That one always works. See around, eh? Be sure if you're an American tourist and you go, like, anywhere, be sure and have that uh, Canadian uh, toucan. Right. Or, like, a Canadian T-shirt with a big Canadian flag. Don't tell anybody you're an American or, like, <coughs> bing, they get a little angry. They get a little that idea, unfriendly eh? and hostile. Yeah, huh? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they, not too, they don't condo Americans no more because they hate Bush like poison. And so, as a result, Americans get, like, uh, the fallout, you know. Like, we're, we're guilty by association. And some of you idiots actually voted for him. Once or twice, or at least they pretended you did. How is the poll coming? We've been remiss, haven't we? Haven't we been amiss? Twelve hundred and twenty-five votes. Our goal is a thousand. On the <laughs> on the poll during the show. Oh, the surgery was on the right side of Sharon's brain, as opposed to the wrong side. Oh, and there he is with Bush. Oh, between two of the, the two of them, man. Talk about a brain. Talk about a genius in waiting. Well wow.
8: For him. For the state that he was in, he was carried out. His treatment was carried out by the...
0: Well, he was carried out. Uh, the most overdone news story of the past year is, 1225 vote, the missing chicken Aruba, 426, and Terry and her Chiu. tuba, 310. I'm always impressed by the girls in high school and the marching bands that play the tuba. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, sure. Wow. Talk about having really strong lips. Runaway Bride 221, Michael Jackson Trial 99, Fort Lauderdale Kid Goes to Iraq 63, Hurricane Katrina 25.
2: <laughs> oh, no.
0: Couldn't resist. Oh, my God. We've got it all, man. There's, there's nothing we don't have. That was just, you know, I pulled my pants oh, Yeah, exactly. That was, that was beautiful. <laughs> oh, that just sent me into a diff- into orbit. <laughs> Hurricane Katrina Mon, 25. Rosa Parks dies, 22. Who? Iraq War, 14. The new Nazi Pope, 12. Coal miners, only 10. Oh, please. Uh, Republican Scandals, 8. Supreme Court nomination, 6. The Iraq election, 6. And they're still counting, by the way. They're still dumbing up some votes. Hurricane Wilma, 2. Asian earthquakes, 1. And the London bomb is in the London... Cube. None. Zero. Because that was a terrorist act, therefore it's uh, evidently the most, you know, if you, if you turn it around and you assume the least votes you got, the more important the story must have been to people, that was the most important of them all. And I thought we uh, couldn't give a crap about our, our uh, those silly-ass Brits. I couldn't. They give me the Schmitz, the Brits, especially with all that royalty crap, man, with the Queen and Prince William and Prince uh, Harry. You know, oh, jeez, Give me a break. The whole family looks like a bunch of retards. You want know, to know why? It's all about centuries of inbreeding. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. You do know that. Oh, yeah. About the Battenbergs. I mean, sure. the uh,
6: House of Windsor. Well, they couldn't dilute that royal blood with common. Speaking of
0: Windsor, I understand they've got a lot of topless bars they're getting out. Uh, there was an article the other day about how the Detroit News is promoting the uh, Super Bowl is in Detroit. Am I right about that, Josh? I, I actually don't know. Do me a favor and Google it, all right? Because I'm sure that's the one they were talking about. They probably weren't talking about like the 2007 Super Bowl. Uh, so anyway, there are all these uh, ads being put out in the Detroit News and big article about. Well, come right across the Ambassador Bridge to uh, Windsor, and it's like Sin City. They got all these new bars and uh, prostitution is legal there and the swing clubs and all of these all of these, uh, all of these things. things. Which of course, all the guys going to ball games, they want that. You know, they want to go to real ball games. What does it say for the 2006 Super Bowl? Super Bowl 40. Besides the fact that the Patriots will kick ass. What does it say? I'm looking. Jesus, man. you think this was like rocket science. I'm sure it must be in... Huh? It might not be
6: rocket science, but it is brain surgery.
0: It must be in Detroit.
6: Brain stem surgery.
0: Oh, boy. I sure missed the Chintiki. Oh, brother. Great Polynesian restaurant. And the Maikai. Kai, I think, was in Cheektowaga in Buffalo. Remember those days? No, you probably don't. What was the What was the other one? There was one in South Florida, the big Polynesian joint. Begin with a T. It'll come to me. Mai Tai. The, the Mai Tai also. That, that. Now that there. was a place where the food wasn't all that big of a deal. It was the show they put on the Polynesian don't, show? Don't say was. Is. It's still there. The Kai, like I said. Uh, Trader Vicks, that's the one I was thinking of. There was one in South Florida, and there was one in Detroit. You're still Yes, woman? you're right. It's Detroit. <laughs> oh, why did you do it so fast? We could have milked that to about 158. Well, I'm hey, If you're in a dead-end job like Josh Cordes, if you're underpaid like Josh, if you're New year- And by the way, it is past the New Year. How's your race coming, by the way? Uh, what race? No, seriously. If, if Clarence comes in there again tomorrow or Friday, or uh, tomorrow being Friday, or whenever... Uh, don't wuss around, man. Let's uh, put his uh, feet to the floor. Yeah. How the Greg is gone, and that, like, uh, 80 zillion year he was sucking out of that place. They sure ought to have a few extra bucks for you. Should I go talk to Joe Bell, then? Talk to Joe Bell. I mean, I hear he's a really good guy. and Tell him that if you don't get your raise, I'm walking out. And that's all. Okay. If you're in a dead-end job or underpaid, if your New Year's resolution is to get you a high-paying career, then you ought to act now. Pick up that phone and call our friends at Fast Train, toll-free, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Fast Train will get you trained and ready for that new high-paying career in just a few short months. That's correct. You can get your new high-paying career in just a few short months and really change your life and start getting, getting a big fat one and a paycheck too. The demand for medical coding specialists and computer professionals is an all-time high right now, and Fast Train offers convenient day, evening, and weekend classes, job placement assistance, and financial aid for people who qualify. So pick up that phone and call Fast Train at one eight six six. Fast Train. They placed over 100 individuals just like you last year. Check Fast Train out on the web at FastTrain.com but act now in order to obtain that new high paying career because classes are filling up pretty quick. Don't miss the train of opportunity this year. Change your life. Get you a paycheck and a life that goes along with it. Call 866 Fast Train. This year make your New Year's resolution a reality by making that call. Fast Train. toll-free free. 1-866 Fast Train.
7: This is Neil Rogers. This is 516 QAM. All the slime all the time.
9: Next time you are visiting a loved one who is dying from an incurable disease, here's some good news you can tell them that's certain to cheer them up. Your friendly pharmaceutical companies now have a miraculous cure for
3: restless leg syndrome. I got a restless leg. My restless leg won't settle down. Stop
9: your restless legs now with new Oxymermelstein.
3: I can't stop. I can't stop dancing. Somebody help me! Here, try
9: an Oxymermelstein. Say, I'm completely paralyzed from the waist down. Thank you, Oxymermelstein. Side effects include running, jumping, and leaping off a building. If you suffer from rubbery, restless legs, ask your butcher, I, I mean a doctor, for Oxy stain
3: Stop.
0: Stop. Uh-oh. <laughs> it was right the first time, Dr. Butcher. Same difference. 120 at 560 WQM. Happy Thursday, man, January the 5th. Every sure. day that passes, we're getting closer and closer to that March 1st day. Mm. My, my, my. Look out. Oh, we had a couple of good calls from uh, Mike during uh, your vacation, too. Mike? Blind Mike. Oh, good, good calls. Mike. Good calls. We, like, actually uh, interacted. Yeah, i got no problem with him. Yeah, you do. I do? Well, you don't know it yet, but you do. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, by the way, that um, that educator, the Afghan educator that got, uh, was teaching the girls and got beheaded, that was yeah, in front of his family for maximum uh, impact. Ah, yeah. They love I to grab that. They just put that on there now. Yeah, just for maximum impact. Like, uh, yeah. So none of you folks will be doing this uh, no more. Educating those girls my ass. Oh, speaking of a religious uh, poppycock, two NBC affiliates in Arkansas and Indiana, what a surprise, are turning the page on upcoming series The Book of Daniel, which has been drawn criticism for its portrayal of Christianity. The series depicts an Episcopalian minister played by Aidan Quinn, struggling with an addiction to Vicodin, among other problems in his diocese. Jesus is actually a character on the series depicted in imagined conversations with a minister. Last month, The conservative right-wing lunatics, the American Family Association, began calling on affiliates and advertisers to bail out of Daniel. Many stations have been flooded with emails and calls from viewers objecting to the series. i got a solution for them. Don't watch it. KARK TV in Little Rock, Arkansas, and WTWO, W2 TV in Terre Haute, Indiana, announced yesterday they would preempt Daniel, which premieres Friday at 9 p.m. Both are owned by Next Star Broadcasting. KARK TV declined to air Daniel, citing careful consideration of viewer feedback. Little Rock's WB affiliate, KWBF TV, will air Daniel instead. So it's still going to be on, but it's just to be on the WB, which, of course, we know what a bunch of uh, heathens they are. Anybody that would put on Tom Welling with that gigantic swelling. However, WTWO general manager Dwayne Lammer said he's not preempting Daniel due to its content, but rather to protest what the viewers, uh, what he views as the network's strong-arm approach to affiliates, as well as inconsistent federal oversight of indecent content. This has nothing to do with the program. has nothing to do with the AFA. Lammer said, "I think the system is screwed up. I think the network thinks we're going to do whatever they tell us to do. I think the regulatory environment is flawed. The network stands by the series, according to VV v. Ziegler." Executive VP, I wonder if uh, VB is of Steve Ziegler. Probably got better here. I'll ask. Executive VP, current programming at NBC Entertainment, who cautioned not to judge the series on the basis of promotions for the show. People are reaching, are reacting based on not having seen it, she said. They're seeing the advertising, not seeing what the core of the show is. I heard it's rotten to the core. Jack Kenny, executive producer of Daniel, dismissed claims that the series is anti-Christian. Oh, damn it. We are not in any way satirizing Christianity or Jesus, he said, it's done with love, honoring those things. Well, I guess we'll still have to watch South Park. Twice But Lamers isn't taking exception with Daniel, rather than he's using the preemption to air multiple grievances with industry practice, especially network affiliate relations. And he goes on a beep bada boop bada WTWO is alone so far in its preemption of Daniel, but other affiliates wrestle with the decision. They're wrestling with it. I wonder if that's Christian wrestling they're doing. Wouldn't you think?
6: Greco-Roman, I would imagine.
0: Yeah. No, the Christian wrestling league. Josh didn't believe that until uh, he looked it up. I thought it was fake, man. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it to ABC News, man. They got, they got a religious segment at the end. If you don't like the newscast, just stick around for the prayer at the end of the show, okay? you love ABC News. It sucks. There's been an enormous amount of discussion about the show since Steve Paulson, Vice President of Marketing KSL TV, NBC affiliate in Salt Lake City. This one happens to have religious overtones, to It's causing a little stir. We determined on this one to let the viewers determine the success. In other words, let them decide. You want to watch it? Fine. If not, bye-bye. Like this show. You like it? Great. If you don't like it, bye-bye, although you won't leave anyway. We know that. KSL, which caters to a heavily Mormon viewership, has not been shy about joining the small group of stations that have preempted NBC programming in recent past. Among the NBC series that have been yanked in recent years include Coupling, God, the Devil, and Bob, and Stressed Eric. You think Eric is stressed? Well, parts of it, are. Let's see. Let me take a look and see. Now, see, he did not put tomorrow's poll on there yet. Not that I not that to see. I shouldn't have said that. Now, he'll put it on there. Just a joke, Eric. Uh, Lammers, which also, uh, who also serves as Executive VP and Chief Operating Officer of WTW, a parent company next to our broadcasting, is known for taking aggressive stands on behalf of his company, he pulled multiple next door own stations off Cox Communications and Cable One system for most of the last year in order to negotiate cash for carriage. Well that's, that's industry crap that nobody cares about. Cash for carriage my ass. Five six seven oh five sixty, pound five sixty. Your take, Skipper Chuck dies, USC blows the Rose Bowl last night, in one of the most exciting games ever played. All the all of these other all of these things. things going on. And these people are it's just the usual stuff, you know, but a beep, bada boop, bada beep. Same old crap. Never will change. WQAM, hello.
15: Hey, Neil. How's it going?
0: Pretty good, Pally. What do you got?
15: Good. Uh, listen, before the game last night, I was flipping on my uh, TV, and I looked at VH1, a show called 40 Greatest Pranks. Did you ever see it? No. You yeah, know, well, they just had one prank gunner on. talking about W uh, before he was elected in the office. After he got elected in the office, some prankster in the White House uh, on every keyboard popped the W off because that was his logo through his uh, campaign, W, uh-huh. you know, hold on three fingers. They said it was like ranked the 16th greatest prank in history where some prankster, every keyboard or typewriter in the White House, they pulled the W letter off so no one could type that letter. I'll be damned. I thought that was pretty fun. I
7: see a little symbolism involved there, too.
15: Yeah, well, they also went on a show on Al. They showed one of his speeches where he was going on. They showed Al Gore talking about the Internet and all that. He's like, well, you know, he thinks I'm dumb. We'll see who the smart one is. If you look at the Internet address, what's the first letter in it? He goes, W. And he goes, now there's three of them, W, W, W. So I'm three times smarter than Al Gore.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
15: It was funny, man. It was funny funny,
2: as that. you, You
15: talk about symbolism, right? All these people talk about George Bush thinks he's God. And you start reading the Bible, and God, what was God known for? Destroying a lot of lives,
0: right? Well, he's uh, living up to it, baby.
15: I'm telling you. He, he thinks he's God. He figured, he well, you know, Jesus can flood the earth. So I'll just, uh, you know, kill everybody with arms, you know?
0: Okay. Have a great life, Pally. I'll pray he, for like, you. Okay. Better get with the program, baby. Making subversive calls like that on a the radio, they'll recognize your voice. They'll be tapping on your door at 3 o'clock this morning, and then, bada-bing! You know? Won't see him no more. Good All caller, right. but uh, it won't be long for this earth. You don't be knocking the Fourth Reich with <laughs> that kind of uh, anti-American right. verbiage. They have this. That's correct. WQAM, hello. George is so caught up in... Revenue. WQAM, hello. Hey. Yes, sir.
11: Uh, hold on. Let me get here where I can speak in private.
7: Okay.
6: Well, my drug you know habits better than yours.
10: My drug habits better than
6: yours. Is that Rush?
0: Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Rush. Wow, five, six, seven. I told you, man. See, you, you were away for a while, and I know you did a couple of shows since you've been back. But you missed the good stuff lately. It's been I always it's miss been the good phenomenal. stuff because a lot of see a lot along with that stuff from the Caribbean, a lot of the good drugs are coming in too. That's why Colombia is no longer the uh, the leader. Now it's Mexico has passed them like they were standing still in that white powder, and most of it, of course, is coming flooding across the border with all those illegal aliens that George Bush loves and that uh, Lou Lou uh, uh, Dobbs is so crazy about. You know, the interesting thing about Lou Dobbs is uh, he's hysterical about illegal aliens and about outsourcing of jobs and just about everything else that the Bush people are doing. But his true colors show every time, like, the, the ratings uh, come out, the approval ratings. Well, the president, uh, don't count him out yet. He just went up a couple of points. About, you know, he just can't help himself. I Man, he's kind of like Miss Drudge and drag. Hey, Matt, you fairy. 28 After 1 at QAM. Resolve yourself to get a better night's sleep this year in 2006 by calling 1-800-MATTRESS- do it right now, because nothing's got a bigger impact on your daily health, well-being, and productivity than a good night's sleep. And you can get one as soon as tonight if you call dial mattress right now at 1-800-MATTRESS. If your mattress is more than 10 years old or it's noticeably sagging or lumpy and you're not getting a good night's sleep, guess what? Time for a new one. And when you call dial mattress you can choose from the complete line of all the top names in the business. Sealy, Simmons, Surta, King Coil, tempur and Stearns and Foster Hewitt. Dollar Mattress takes same day orders all day long from Kendall to Stewart, from Palm Beach to Fort Myers, and like always, you still pick the two hour window, the date, and, uh, when you want your mattress delivered, and they show up 99.7% of the time on time, like noon to two, one to three, a two to four, whatever. A lot of folks at QM are uh, satisfied Dollar Mattress customers, including yours truly. I know you will be too. It's a guaranteed. So start off the year right with a new mattress from Dollar Mattress. Don't put off getting a better night's sleep any longer. Pick up that phone right now and give them a call at 1-800 Mattress. 1-800-MATTRESS, or log on to their website at mattress.com. Not mattress, the only smart, the only easy way to get you a great night's sleep. Call one 800 T T R E S. Leave off the last, last S because it stands for Sensational Stupendous Savings.
7: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560-QA. Absolutely. Well, don't miss the new movie.
3: yeah
0: You fairy. Well, i tell you one thing. We got 80,000 bits about that bareback mountain. Do we And, and I do want the audience to know that both George and Josh have seen the movie. They just went with the Groucho twice. glasses. The Groucho glasses and the schnoz right. and the uh, mustache changed our whole attitude Right about cowboys. Oh, gee, this thing didn't print out. I hate that. Don't you hate when that happens? I do. Uh, Eric wanted me to out? tell you that the poll is ready. To I hear. already saw oh, right, it. I was there, just going to rip him in the ass. Quit being so sensitive, Fancy. I was just joking him. Didn't I tell you he is so sensitive that as soon as I said it, he would put the new one up there. And it's there. I'm not changing it yet, though. Well, I'll just read it right off the CNN website. One of our least favorite needle-nosed bitches. Paris Hilton. <laughs> what the hell did I do that for? See, that that thing moved again. Psyched his own. Well, it's break time. Like I said, Paris Hilton. There you go. You bitch, you slut, you whore. Well, I was close. I just had my thumb on it. Paris Hilton is accused of spewing vicious lies about an altercation with a romantic rival at a London nightclub and harassing business promoter in two lawsuits set for court this month. Good. Squeeze every dime out of that bitch. The first suit pits the hotel heiress actress, oh, actress my ass, against diamond heiress actress Zeta Graff, who's seeking at least $10 million in damages for Hilton's comments in a July New York Post story. The paper reported that Graff, who once uh, dated Hilton's then-fiancé, Greek shipping maggot, Paris, uh, what is it, Lassus, went for a circuit at the nightclub and tried to strangle Hilton and attempted to steal her diamond necklace. Graff denies the report and claims that Hilton said, I'm going to destroy you after uh, trying to oust her from the club according to the suit. Oh, God. Rich people with too much time on their hands, you know, what? spoiled little rich kids.
2: I'm going to get your ass, uh, you know.
0: Who cares? God. I would say next to Stern, she's like uh, certainly in the top five as far as publicity hounds are concerned. Oh, I thought you were going to say as far as big noses are concerned. Oh, she's not in the same category. Well, she doesn't have a big nose. She's got a needle nose, kind of like Rita Cosby. It's big and needly. How about her nose? That too. Like Rita Cosby.
8: Rita Cosby. Rita Cosby. No idea. No, no, seriously.
0: you, you, You actually could drive yourself crazy. If you turn on the T, and, and occasionally I will, just for amusement's sake, like the coal mine thing. She was right there. She was right there with a the son of one of the guys who, avenged, and this is before we found out that he died, but uh, and she's standing there, and she's patting him on the back and asking the most idiotic questions. You know, like, well, what are your thoughts now? Oh, of course, she's like, what are your thoughts?
2: She can't speak. She can't speak.
0: She can't speak. She's grotesque looking. She looks like the, the, the ship just landed, and they threw her ass off. And she can't speak, but other than that, she's a tremendous journalist. Uh, My God, you people, MSNBC—they—they are so unbelievably desperate. Now they got a new weekend show they're promoting, Maury and Connie. Okay, Maury, Maury Pupik and Connie Chung. Be afraid. Yeah. Be very and, afraid. And, and the and the promo suggests that they're like they're like uh, taking each other on, you know, kind of like point counterpoint and they got, you know, oh I mean, you people at MSNBC, I would say, I suggest if you want to, like, uh, you know, do something good, just expand the Oberman Show uh, countdown to four hours. And take that damn Chris Matthews who talks like a retard out of the corner of his mouth. Take him and the Mother Tucker Carlson in his bow tie and boring Joe Scarborough. And, and just Schmidt can the whole deal. And that uh, Dan Abrams, who's claimed famous, that his daddy was a famous lawyer. And, uh, and another one who's got a big mouth about everything and usually doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Isn't that sad? What we need in town is another good sports station. (laughs) Don't you think? Come on. Let's have 20 more sports stations in South Florida. So I wasn't here for the trend, but uh, the rumor has it that 790 has still got mostly numbers that start with O. And the Humper was telling me they were like 25th in the previous uh, trend. And 25th again. There's something to be said for consistency, Joel Feinberg. Nice going, baby. Virtually no measurable audience most of the day. Aren't you proud? As put. They scared Greg Weed right out of the market, I'll tell you that. WQAM, hello.
10: There's a lot of money in that white powder pop.
0: Yep. Okay. WQAM, hello.
10: What's going on, Neil? Yes, sir. That satellite. Uh, You're the only show I listen to, but I do love my satellite. I'm not going to lie. Okay.
0: Which one you
9: got?
10: Uh, XM. Really? Hey, and, I, and I found Phil so Henry's on there. He sucks just as much on satellite as he does on regular radio. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Hey, uh, listen, um, just want to tell you, I'm still really listening to you, but it, it might pay off, man, because I could put to any station and just find some songs that you'll never hear on regular radio. And I love I'm that,
2: especially in South
10: Florida. Oh, yeah, especially South Florida. Okay, thanks for uh, your... Oh, yep. one more thing. Those people yep. in West Virginia shouldn't be so upset. You know, they got the news that 12 miners. We uh, were alive and one was dead. Just pretend you still got the same news and that one was dead was your family member. That's all.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Nasty. I thought that I was a sick, uh, heartless bastard. Well, I am, but nevertheless. Now, he said something you know, very important there about that satellite radio thing, because Howard starts, when is it next to Monday? And then, of course, everybody will be done. Everybody's going to take their regular, their terrestrial radio, radio and throw it in the bathtub. Even the ones in their car going to it out. Even the HD digital radio. Yeah, that's right. Now I guarantee you, he won't be on HD digital like us here at QAM, baby. <laughs> We're HD. Can't you tell the way it sounds? Oh, my God. It is, queer, it is as queer as a bell. I wonder if that was the bell that Quasimodo was ringing. We got a shot at 1,300 votes. you know, what? during the show. We got 1280. What do you think? 1280. Is that WGV in Geneva, New York? I don't remember our station on 1280. How about 1180, WHAM in Rochester? And 1190, WOWO in Fort Wayne, Indiana? Boy, I'm well, going to tell you, you really missed it, boys and girls, when radio was really something. That was, I, I keep saying this, and it's true. Radio was fabulous. AM radio, even. I, I don't think there was ever a time when FM radio was what you'd call fabulous. At least not in, not in South Florida. Oh, Not anywhere an that I've been, huh?
6: The old Y100? What? Yeah, that was groundbreaking stuff. Everybody copied it from coast to coast. Right, well,
0: that was Dick Casper put that thing yeah. on the air. Cecil Heftel and Dick Casper, rest in peace. I used to offer this. This
6: is Neil
0: Rogers.
7: Oh, This yeah, but is Five, News,
0: and
7: Absolutely.
3: Jessica and Nick are over, guess all the rumors were true. Jess can date the jackass guy, Nick's got strippers to do. Jessica and Nick are over, and now both of them are free. I'll miss that goofy newlywed show on MTV. Oh no, her father Joe lied to all of us. With any luck, you'll be run down by a bus. Jessica and Nick over. sometimes that's just how it goes. When you marry someone who thinks wings come from far below. Oh no, her father Joe lied, he's such a pain. With any luck, you'll be run down by a train. Yeah, boys,
1: we'll
3: go
0: back to riding up, up Speaking of the hurricanes, there's not too many people talking about that grotesque altercation in the tunnel at the end of the 40-3 to 3 thrashing they took in the uh, uh, Chicks Afraid Bowl. Yeah, they got a beating twice. Yeah. Now, that's always really classy, you know, when you, like, uh, get blown off the field 40-3 to 3, and then you start gooning it up again in the uh, tunnel after the game. That, that you know, if all else fails you UN, goon it up, baby. Goon it up. And that uh, seems to be it. Well, you know, we're going to fire a bunch of coaches and fire everybody else and Paul D. and uh, Donna Shaleli and everybody because we're pissed off. They lost three games in one season. Man, aren't we cursed down here, boys? And the Dolphins, even though they uh, won their last six and they wound up with a winning record, 9-7, and seven, don't make the playoffs again. Aren't we cursed down here, guys? Twelve ninety means we got 10 more votes to 1,300 last time I checked. You think we ought to do that?
3: You can do it!
0: Yeah, we can do it. The audience can it. 1291. Or they're pouring in by the ones now. Oh, your, your buddy on Line 9 is back again, calling from... Probably it's an in-town call, too. He's probably dialing long distance because he wants special <laughs> attention. No, I'm serious. Maybe WQAM, hello. Jesus, please. Oh, God. Jesus, please. He caught him in the middle of a prayer. Please help him out. Please, he Jesus, needs please. it. WQAM, Hello.
8: Oh, hey,
15: Neil. I've been meaning Hi. to call you about your, um, like you were, you were always talking about the sales department. It's oh. true. It's true. What you said. the ads are so bad. Sometimes I don't know if they're bits or anything. I don't know if you've ever heard them.
0: If you have well, we're not going like to talk the about, about our ads because we're I know, so I know, you can't we don't talk want to lose any. Yeah.
14: I know, but some them that's not, that's not so what fun. I'm talking
0: about. The sales department doesn't make the ads. The sales department well, are the ones that are supposed to sell them.
15: No, I know, but who they
6: sell to this? Some of these people are crazy, like the woman Whoever. for the rest. Yeah, okay, well, whatever.
0: Okay, there she goes again. Like the, yeah.
6: they just Say hi to
0: uh, Joel, by the way. Say hi to Joel Feinberg for me. I guess they figure I'd be impressed because it's a female voice, so therefore we're going to leave her on to like trash or the hell she wants. 5670560. Oh, he's back. WQAM, breather line. <laughs> it's the Eddie wannabe. Oh, man, Eddie Envy.
5: No, no he's he been called
0: for a while now, this guy. He's the Eddie wannabe. I think we probably like... Now, who was Tommy? Is it you that doesn't like the Eddie thing? Or was it Josh? That's me. Oh, well, that's Josh. Josh like gets uh, He gets all freaked out with that Eddie!
4: I
12: <laughs> love <laughs>
0: Just ran out of steam. Too bad he didn't keep going on forever. I, I think that's the sound of South Florida crying out for help. Isn't that a cry for help? Oh, if anything was. And the best part of it is, it was a voicemail. In other words, he wasn't talking to anybody. He was just he was just leaving a message. It's not the only one that he's left. It just happens to be the best one that he. Left. Oh, that happened. You can't beat that. You can't happen to no. beat that with a stick. He might try. Now that could be a good poll question. Who is more coherent, Dick Clark, <laughs> your president, or Eddie? I think it's a good. Uh, I think it's a toss-up. Helen Keller, Terry Schiavo, right? Terry C- Ter- Ter- Schiavo C- and her cube. C- Rita Dover's much-maligned school policy of presenting intelligent design as an alternative to evolution was officially relegated to the history books Tuesday night of this week. Oh. On a voice vote and with no discussion beforehand, the newly elected Dover Area School Board unanimously rescinded the policy. Two weeks earlier, a judge ruled the policy unconstitutional. This is it, New School Board President Bernadette Ranking said Tuesday, indicating the vote was final and the case was closed if it did. A different group on the school board, a bunch of Farbisson, had been in control when the policy was approved in October 2004. A bunch of goyim gone wild. The policy required that a statement be read to Dover public school students about intelligent design be, before ninth grade biology class lessons. Isn't that interesting how they keep trying to find all these good, moralistic people who are so much better and holier than we are. They keep trying to find all these dishonest and backdoor ways. Oh, excuse me for backdoor. Backdoor. I'm trying to you know, sneak all of these things in there. Anything is justified to get you into heaven. Right. So they can push over all of their views over everybody else. Right. We're going to make you an offer you can't... That's what, that must be where the mob got that from. From the religionists. We're going to make you an offer you can't refuse. They are, were the Romans, weren't they? The, the statement said Darwin's theory is not a fact and has inexplicable gaps. It also referred students to an intelligent design book of pandas and people. Eight families sued. Well, we know the rest of it, okay? But at least It's official. Most of the previous board members who had defended the policy were ousted in the November election Replaced, Not most, all of them. All of them replaced by candidates who pledged to eliminate the policy, and they did. In Kansas, I would have to say, I used to think it was like Louisiana, but after the hurricane we probably ought to lay off of them a little bit, or maybe Mississippi or Alabama or even Florida. But definitely the most backwater state has got to be Kansas, isn't it? Yes. The home of Fred Phelps and the home of the, um, the Flat Earth crowd. In Kansas, where state officials have been arguing over the teaching of evolution since 1999, education officials recently approved science standards that treat evolution as a flawed theory. And obviously, the people who live in Kansas are living proof of that. In Georgia, the state school superintendent due protests in 2004 for proposing a science curriculum that replaced the word evolution with changes over time. Like, if you look in the mirror, you'll see all those changes over time. Believe me, they're not good. Look, that's zit. It grows while I watch. Last year, a federal judge ordered Cobb County schools to remove from biology textbooks stickers that called evolution a theory, not a fact. Yeah, they, uh, they're sticking it. They just put a sticker on it. Well, we, that's a bunch of crap. We're just uh, sticking it. And that's my message to all those yahoos in Kansas and Georgia is uh, stick it.
7: This is Neil
9: Rogers.
0: Stick it and stick it. Coming up tonight
9: on Inside the Behind, the true Hollywood celebrity music biography profile story. First, there was Band-Aid. A bunch of lame-ass British people raising money for charity. Well, no bunch of limeys are going to make America look bad. Not when we can upchuck something like USA for Africa. We
2: are the world! We are
9: Bob Dylan was one of the many legendary artists who performed on We Are The World. He speaks here through a translator.
14: Basically, nothing says we care about hunger more than a bunch of rich rock stars taking 15 minutes of their valuable time to sing and eat catered food.
7: Oh, yeah, the food for USA for Africa was freaking unbelievable.
9: Billy Joel, who would go on to fame as a drunk driver, was also there. They had this shrimp wrapped in bacon thing. I don't know what they did to it. Maybe they marinated it in something,
7: but, man, mmm, who I could take?
9: Huey Lewis agreed. Oh, Definitely.
7: What I remember most about coming together to fight hunger in Africa was the Bavarian Mint Strudel.
2: Mm.
9: Bruce Springsteen was there as well. Here, he speaks through a translator.
2: Basically, we wanted to show the British that when it comes to bringing a bunch of jerk-off celebrities together to raise money for charity, USA kicks ass.
9: USA for Africa. It was all about getting food to the people who need it. And eventually getting it to poor people, too.
0: It's a big, juicy, song. Just hang on, we're singing business. as fast as we can, okay? We're mind. pumping out the hits as fast as we can. Oh, I, ha- I hate to admit this, but I actually like that song. Right, the, uh, hey, I the Do They Know the It's Christmas song. We
3: are...
4: The,
6: huh? Oh, no, I was, we're talking no, about we are The, the World. Place. Oh, I hate that song. You do? I like the Do They Know It's Christmas song, the British uh,
0: one. Well, nah, that's okay. The one. But I like, we, I see, uh, you not. it's not embarrassing to admit you like that, but we are the world, that's really embarrassing. Well, I think it's embarrassing to admit either one. <laughs> I liked the video. I enjoyed it. The only thing, of course, is it was ridiculous on the face yeah. of it, and a lot of us got sucked into it. I raised $10,000 for that. I wonder, I wonder who ate off of that ten grand. Oh, but me! Hey. <laughs> oh, no! That's where that money went. Doi, 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 doi. To the pizza burglar. Oh, brother. I sure hope he heard that, because I know he listens religiously. I hope you heard that story at the beginning of the show about that pizza thief. We're not putting up with that no more. Just ask old uh, Lionel Tate, man. Don't be late if you're delivering to Lionel Tate. 1,310 votes today on the uh, musical dot. It's not too bad. Of course, we started a poll about, what, a week ago? Yeah. The most overdone news story of the past year is the missing chicken aruba and 457. But you know something in spite of all the coverage? Yes. I still don't know what the contusion ever was. Is there is there like an ending? Uh, what Stark happened? Shark food, man.
6: They fed her really? to the sharks. They they knew that a long time ago. They just did, didn't want to admit it and didn't want to give up and didn't want to say, look, man, you're.
0: Now, how do you know that? Are you just guessing? That the inquirer that said. Oh, the inquirer they, Civil they have an agreement.
6: area on the island where they would dump garbage. That used to be like a, a fish refinery where they would process fish and dump the guts into the ocean. And sharks were in a habit of congregating there for right. the uh, for the the swill that they would dump into so the ocean. In other words,
0: they used her and abused her, and then they fed her to
6: the sharks. And then they dumped her into that area where the uh, the sharks eat anything that you dump into that area.
0: All right. Well, you know, Rita Cosby spent so much time down there. Probably, well, probably the sharks would have spit her ass out. Oh, well, you
6: know, they, their jaws only get so big.
0: <laughs> oh my God! Talk about the jaws of life. Good golly, Miss Molly. She is, she, she's probably, to me, the most unctuous person that's ever on television anywhere now. I, I can't think of anybody even close. Even Paris Hilton seems like a breath of fresh air compared to Rita Cosby. I don't know. Darren Hagan kind of grows together. She can't now, see, you're holding that the rush thing against yeah, her, and yeah. so is he. He's What's holding that thing against her. What a thought that is. Doesn't that make you want to vomit? <laughs> right. Missing Chicken Aruba wins uh, hands down your pants, 457. She's gone. She's uh, shark food. Fish food. Oh, fish food. Terry and her cube. three hundred and thirty-two. The Runaway Bride, 237. Maybe she's uh, at Seven Eleven getting a Slurpee for her boyfriend. Now, what, whatever did happen with that? Not that I care. I just, I'm just, i just wondering, because you're always saying we need to get the follow-up like a right. Magnolia,
6: the ending. Closure. They, she did her community service, and she uh, has, is still undergoing psychological treatment as an outpatient.
0: Well, that's that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> My, at least on an inpatient would be even better. Michael Jackson, trial 104. Guilty as hell. Fort Lauderdale kid goes to Iraq, 70. Hurricane Katrina, 26. Rosa Parks dies, 22. Who 100. did Mo? The Iraq War, 15. New Nazi Pope, 12. Coal miners, 10. You wait in about six months. We take the poll again. The Coal miners are the thing that will have like a thousand.
6: Oh, by the way, don't hang up after the show. i got to ask you something.
0: Republican scandals, 8. Supreme Court nomination, 7. Iraq election, 6. Hurricane Wilma, 2. Asian earthquakes, 2. And the London bombings in the London... Cube! Zero. The big O. Bye, bye, bye! <laughs>